Hello, everybody. Welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 237. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. <laughs> oh. I'm Chaz. I can't. That's clearly not a harmonica. That's a really weird noise. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that sounded like a fart. It sounded like weird... an ass harmonica. It kind of sounded like that chicken that was thrown in the ring by fucking Triple H. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yes. no. Storytelling. Dubs, I swear. Strike one. Hit three strikes. Strike one. <laughs> you pull the ref. You're out of here. Although that doesn't count because they'll just come back and. If, if, see, I'm doing it now. Strike two. <laughs> see, you made me do it. All you Let's need talk fuck- about a Western. All you need is a fucking sweatshirt. But uh, anyway. Westerns uh, are wrestling. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, uh, you're just showing your ignorance now. Shit. So just just so that you know, we were streaming on Couch Entertainment last time, and we're still doing that today. I tried to do it on Kick, but apparently it didn't fucking work. Uh, so we're <laughs> so we're back doing on Twitch because the plan that I got on Streamyard is you're only allowed to do three multi streams. Um, so we're back on Twitch. So hello, Twitch people. Um, we're back, so baby. We're, we're back. We're back, baby. And we're back, baby. Maybe next time. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be going right into the movie Once Upon a Time in the West. So let's get into it, Zach. This is the greatest western of all time. Oh shit! We're just gonna get to move on to news. <laughs> no, <laughs> <the lead. laughs> I'm sorry, Zach. I just like immediately jumps in. It's like here's the summary. Let's just jump to the end. I mean, personally, in the beginning, I was a little bit wary. I was like, ah, it's going way too slow for me. Like shit's like shit happens, and then it just like we're sitting around. But then things like in the halfway mark was starting to like get interesting. I'm like, ah, this is building tension. It was way too long. I did like a million. I don't think it took that long to build tension. A whole fucking family and a child got shot. You were like, nothing happens quickly. in the first... Yeah, exactly. You were like, nothing happens in the first half hour. A family is murdered in the first half hour. Charles Bronson yeah. kills well, those knew- three guys in the first, like, five minutes, and it's awesome. It's, like, one of the be- best I knew the family was going to die just based off of what we saw at fucking the searchers. <laughs> like, I, besides Indians, it was just fucking outlaws and shit that were going to do it. I, like, I thought I was going to come, but I'm, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying I, it's just too slow for me. Yeah, general PSA for people who've never watched Westerns who may decide, you know what, I think I am going to watch these movies. Um, if you don't like watching children be killed and or just dead children, then no, I love uh, it. prepare yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, love, they love fuck them kids in the Old West. That's, that's how that is. Uh, children I mean, die. It's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good way to make a bad guy look really bad. Mm. Yeah. Killing kids, it's just cheap heat. That's some cheap heat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be doing it now. I just I can't I can't let it go. Oh so, red ass. It, it it leads like the main thing is this fa- family dies, and then you learn about like I do like the writing where it's just like oh he was building a fucking city and there's like millions of dollars that are within that city that's being built. And I'm guessing that guy on the train is a politician or a rich guy, or, yes. or both. Yeah. <laughs> he, yes, he owns the railroad that he's building and further propagating through the Western Territory. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing he wants to. Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so he's, he's a rail baron. Yeah. And uh, he hires Frank, who's played by uh, Henry Fonda, uh, which, man, like both Charles Bronson and Henry Fonda in this film, like blow away John Wayne. Like I, I give respect for John Wayne of what he's done in the Western movies and stuff. But man, Henry Fonda and and fucking Charles Bronson just kill it with in this movie. It makes him more believable than John Wayne because, like, John Wayne's like, "You ought, I'm gonna punch you in the face." You see? Well, that's a different era. That mm. he he was great in his era. That this is like a whole other era we're in right now. Mm. Uh, with a whole different take on westerns. The spaghetti westerns are usually rougher around the edges, uh, a little darker. Mm-hmm. Usually a little more uh, grounded. It's I think like the I, evolution of Batman. Batman went yeah. from silly to really dark and gritty. Um, Such your western. The Bat and the Ugly was the beginning of it, but this movie is like where Sierra Leone gets into his like obsessive realism period. Uh, yeah. Everything in this movie and Once Upon a Time in America and and everything after this is meticulously researched. Like a lot of it is like recreated from old black and white photos. So that's really cool. For better or worse, take that for what it is. But I really like. Um, I don't know why, but I've always really loved the very first set, the railway station with a long wooden gang. I, I almost said gangplank. I don't know what you'd call it. The loading the platform. Area. But it yeah, just, it just looks really cool. And a few years ago, I, I was looking somewhere about Westerns and saw the reference photo for that. That's just straight up what they did. They just laid down a bunch of lumber for like this big impromptu unloading area. And it's just it's just neat. That kind of attention to detail in it. But it still has all of his hallmark like tension and too cool for school gunfighting kind of stuff. Weird close-ups. Yeah, weird close-ups. He loves <laughs> that. <laughs> He's like, look how weird this guy is. There's a fly on his face. He's got his both of his eyes look in separate directions just at the same time. Look how sweaty everyone is. It sucks here. Yeah. I I mean, I thought they're, I guess we're already into it. They're like, there's something different about this movie in that the protagonist has these, just these idiosyncrasies. That are just there. You follow through the movie, and at first it's like, "What's well, kind of strange?" But like, who's you just the, you know, who's the protagonist unique. in this movie? But now you're making me question. Well, I don't remember his fucking name? What was well, Charles Bronson's character? Harmonica. Name? Harmonica? Har- they just called him Harmonica. Okay, yeah, I, I was like, Harmonica. I'm not missing anything. Okay, his yeah, Chuck Youngblood. You think Harmonica's the only main character? Chuck Youngblood. Huh? <laughs> well, I no, hear I mean, you, Andy. Like, he was saying, "You think Harmonica is the only same character, or the only main character in this?" Oh no, not at all. I I just meant just in terms of again, you could have a, a set of of characters that are both protagonists, antagonists, depending on how the story plays. But I'm I'm just referring to Harmonica and the first person you see. Like he has these like idiosyncrasies that aren't explained. Like again, he's just a very mysterious person, but it it's paid off so well because of when you you find out why he's on this mission that he's on at the end. It ties in all those little. It, little things like the again the harmonica but which again is it seems kind of obvious but there are little things that he does about the little song that he plays and and why he he does some of the the little mannerisms and stuff that he has i also thought it was uh in the same way leon likes to do all those close-ups but especially on henry fonda 
he would do the close-ups and he would try to catch those eyes. Like there are different times. Like if he's actually in the like the midst of like looking like he's going to be evil or harming someone, he's got like the bloodshot eyes. Versus there are other times he comes in and he's just got those like like huge baby blue eyes, and like, he's not in the the scene or a scene where he's going to harm someone or, or you know be evil or kill somebody or whatever. And to me, again, I just kind of thought at first sight oh, maybe that's nothing, but it seemed more relevant because he would put more detail on looking at his face like that. And then that's the exact like situation he was in whenever they do the flashback at the end of the movie. Like, again, it's like a lot of the same cuts, a lot of the same focus on his eyes. So it's making you see that and realize, okay, that's exactly what harmonica is thinking. And it's like, it's like the message or the image in his head that is driving him to, to get his revenge. Uh, again, it's, it's what I at least took from it. And there, there is I fucking loved it. There are certain times where I thought Charles Bronson character was a gray area, and they do a good job of that because uh, when uh, I'm just going to call her the whore from New Orleans because I forget her name, Mrs. Bram or something like Jill. that. Mrs. McBain. Good Jill. Mrs. McBain. Jill McBain. Uh, I, I keep thinking of her as Claudia because that's the actress's name. I know her from <laughs> she's in Eight and a Half, which is a fancy pants Federica Fellini movie. But anyway, but oh, you she's, know al- she's also in uh, Pink Panther. It, you know the part where like her and uh charles bronson character meets and he's like pushing her, pushing her down and like is he gonna rape her or yeah something? what is that scene why does that happen and then he's just like you know what i won't rape you i'm too thirsty right now like what what it, <laughs> it's almost like he was challenging to see what she would do maybe that, like that's, that's the way i took it at first because then what happens right after he goes out and murders two guys that tried to murder her well, I meant like in terms of her, like she, like shortly after that is when uh, Frank comes to her and it's got the same situation. And what does she do? She's back in that corner. She's like, nope, well, fuck my way out of this situation. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what happened. I feel like that's what happened. He he challenged her and he also like specifically was looking at her arms. So I almost wonder if he was looking to see if she's hiding something. Maybe. I don't know. I think, I, he, was, I think, he, I think he used her as bait, honestly. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't. He does. He's weird. He, yeah. Like, why? Why did he do all that shit? I don't. I think he knew guys were out there, and he was like fucking stalling for time or some shit. Decided to like fucking rip her sleeves off and shit. Told her, "Why don't you go get me a drink of water?" That's a very odd thing to do. And he wanted it from the wells, <laughs> like you know, go outside. Yeah. yeah. So I think he just he knew people were. He always knows when people are out there about to get him. It doesn't matter how, when, where. Even for other people, he just knows. There's fuckers coming here to get ready to cause a gunfight. He just has like spidey sense about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he sent her out there to like draw him out. <laughs> well, he knew he knew she has a target on her back at this point. Mm. Yeah. I do like uh, Cheyenne, by the way. Um, the guy that Charles Bronson meets in the uh, the bar, I guess. That that, that bar was fucking nuts. <laughs> that There's a lot going on in that bar. Yeah. That's yeah. got one of my favorite lines in this movie, too. Like when Joe McBain goes in there and she's talking to that guy, he's like, "You're from New Orleans." It's like I got a cousin in New Orleans. That's where the Cheyenne comes in, and you know, they have a weird, t- tension-filled confrontation. And then there was like there was there was gunshots and shit before Cheyenne came in anyway. And then that he has he makes the guy shoot his chains off so he can free him and stuff. Mm-hmm. All all that stuff happens right when they're done. 
He's like, yeah, New Orleans is weird. Another weird close up of this weird, creepy guy's face is like, I love the quiet country living too much to go to New Orleans. <laughs> I'm like, what? I like that bar. I like that barkeeper. I just yeah. he had a yeah. lot of character. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, uh, I know it's kind of weird. The first time I saw this movie, I did really like it, but it didn't stick with me. Like I couldn't remember what happened in it. It's been years since I saw it. I think I like Cheyenne the most of all the characters. He's interesting. He's a, he, in a different way. Like, I don't know. Like, you got three prototypical kind of like Western characters in Henry Fonda, Charles Bronson, and that guy, Cheyenne. I can't remember his actor's name. Um, uh, he's not very famous. Uh, yeah, Jason, Jason Roberts. Robert. I only know that because yeah. I have IMDb open. And I was like, what else is this guy in? And I tried to look it up and I was like, well, fucking not very much. He's in yeah, a lot of those television faces. shows, and he looks very familiar. But yeah, again, that's I the kind of Western. His shaved face, especially, I was like, I know I've seen him in something, but I scanned his IMDb and I can't figure out what it was. It keeps mm. bugging me every time I look at him. Too, I'm like, I feel like I've seen this guy in something. I just, I don't know what. But um, but they're all characters. But I feel like uh, Jill McBain is another main character. There's four characters mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. I mean, Frank's the bad guy, and there's a few times where he, you like, kind of like when he's trying to get out of town, and Harmonic's helping him a little bit. Like you kind of root for him a little bit, but not really. That train, <laughs> that train, by the way, uh, of the rich dude. Like I, <laughs> I kind of like his setup because he like gets out the crutches and his little bars like come down so that he could like climb it like monkey bars <laughs> throughout the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Um, I also I like the the rich guy like you know when they're all on the train uh, his goons and stuff and he's like I want to play poker with you guys and then you see the next scene of like Frank uh you know going up to uh, during the bidding stuff for the uh, land uh and Frank is getting like shot at by his own people and Charles Bronson is like helping him and stuff like that scene was very interesting and very well done to the point where like Frank is like, why the fuck is this guy helping me? And, mm-hmm. and I, I also like that I started getting like suspicious of Charles Bronson. Cause he started like naming people that are dead already. He's like, that man's dead. Yeah, Who are dead. you? It's a dead man. Yeah. yeah. Chuck Youngblood. Aaron Carr. <laughs> I really like the answer that he gives Claude or, uh, uh, Jill. She says, why did you help him? You saved his life. He says, I didn't let them kill him. There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, and then she gets all mad. But she doesn't realize. Well, again, at this point, we don't know what his motivation is. But up to Revenge. that point, you know that he had every intention of meeting Frank at that station and and confronting him then. And he didn't get that. He had to kill the three guys, which, again, I've, it's probably my, one of my favorite quotes from the movie. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of good quotes from this movie. It's very quotable. Uh, when they're talking about the horse, he's like, ah, oh, we, we, we're one short. And he's like, no, you brought two too many. They're like, oh, shit. Like, all three of them are, like, collectively, like, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But then the uh, he when he refers back to that, uh, when he meets uh, Frank Cheyenne in the bar. Oh, Cheyenne. Uh, I think it's Cheyenne is who brings up the three bullet thing. He's like, oh, yeah, there were three. I saw three of those jackets. There were three men inside of them. And inside of those three men were three bullets. Yeah. Like really smoothly. He's very tense. I really like when he meets Frank for the first time. He says, oh, so you're the guy who likes to make appointments. And uh, Harmonica says, 
Yeah, and you're the guy who likes to not make them. Or not, <laughs> likes to miss them, I think he likes says. Likes to miss them, yeah. 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 I also like, like the callback where, where, where Cheyenne uh, and uh, what was the name? Gil again? What's her name? Jill. 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 Ms. McBain. Gil. Gil's Ms. a McBain. street fighter. This wrong <laughs> thing. I was just thinking about the Arnold Schwarzenegger character in The Simpsons, McBain. Yeah, when, <laughs> when she's talking to Cheyenne and she's like all pissed off because literally, literally she found out her, you know, her husband, which got married, uh, that, that was the surprise that was going to happen during the party and, you know, seeing the family dead and stuff. And he's like asking for like, he's like, do you make coffee? And then like we get a call back where she's actually happy to make him coffee. I thought that was a nice touch uh, of a scene. And by the way, did Cheyenne tell her, like, hey, you should go out there with all the workers, and if they touch you, you just... <laughs> you just yeah, that's a bit of a dated... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they sexually harass you, ah, it's okay, they earned it. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Listen, they're just around a bunch of sweaty dudes all fucking day. Mm-hmm. Let, them get a, get, let them get a little ass pad in. Jeez. And she wears fucking revealing clothes. Clothes that that uh, when she started like giving water, like all the so men were just... ripped her dress open. Yeah. She's got dresses. She's got she money. Has dresses. Yeah, she's one of those Nolan's harlots. Nolan's uh, harlots. That's the women's <laughs> basketball team name right there. The, the, the New Orleans harlots. I don't know how uh, that'll fly. <laughs> maybe that's maybe in the, the derby team. What's the XFL equivalent for NBA? Like, let's make the XFL equivalent for that. And do that. Let's start. Let's start a head. What's that, what's that weird uh, sport that was like trampoline basketball, hockey? Oh yeah. Uh, what, the fuck? what the fuck was it called? It was on Spike. It's made a comeback. Apparently, I mean, it's, really? it's well, slam the, ball. I think it's slam called. ball. That's it. It's that's called it. slam ball. Uh, it's, slam it's ball. Made, power slap. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's exactly. It's the power slap of basketball. That's that's what. Uh, oh. Anyway, yeah, bring me. We got, we got derailed here. We need to get back on the rail. Uh, so. uh, yeah, back, back on the train. When Frank is, uh, you know, talking to her and like saying, you know, I, uh, Western Union or telegrams and stuff, and he starts doing like Morse code on her fucking back, like near her ass and shit. He's like, you're a, you're a, a whore from New Orleans and stuff. And that's when she kind of like has to fuck her way out. Um, and, uh, I also feel like in her old ways, like she did, she didn't know who to go to, right? Because like she goes to Cheyenne and says, "You know, you you're handsome." He's like, "I'm the right, I'm the wrong guy." <laughs> and then like Charles Bronson comes in, he's like, "He's the wrong guy too." Yeah, he he just tells her like, "No, he's not the right guy either." There's something in him about death. It's like, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah. think of Cheyenne is like. Which is sad after the fact. It's like he he has to leave because he knows he's dying. Yeah, right. Like after the fact, it's like oh, he should have been the one she stayed with. Like it yeah. even seems like maybe that's gonna happen. Yeah. But he has to leave because he's got a mortal wound. Like he's he's gonna die, and he doesn't want to die in front of her after all that she's been through. The first the first really time sad. you see this movie, it's like really weird because you don't know what why he's acting so strange. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden he's like he's like more boisterous kind of jokey and then now he's like all reserved and serious all of a sudden <laughs> and then it's only later when he goes outside with uh harmonica he he looks out at his underneath his jacket and you see oh he's been fucking gut shot 
I thought for a second, like, he was, like, I don't know, being a child. And he's like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> like, that's what I thought initially. And then he explains that, like, he got shot in the stomach and he's, like, going to die and stuff. I thought he was having a heart attack. The way he first stopped, he's like, <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this guy going to have a heart attack here? And then, of course, they reveal he's at the wound. It's like, oh, it might as well be that. He's dying. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I actually, enough had happened because I was so caught up in how the ending played out with Harmonica and Frank. I had forgotten about that, like, very brief thing where the, the, uh, like, what did he call him? The madman or something that chased him when he got put on the, the train? The train man. The choo choo man. Yeah, choo choo man. man. That's what he called it. Choo choo man. Yeah. Choo choo man shot him in, in his panic. I guess he had a fancy revolver with engravings that provide no tactical advantage whatsoever. Dude, that train. <laughs> That train combat scene was fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah, that was just, cool. Just, just like how Cheyenne was like, put his gut in his boot, and it looked like they were, he was about to like grab the. <laughs> That's booty. super cool, but like, yeah. he ruined his boots. Yeah, fuck, he'll, he'll steal some uh, some other asshole's boots or something. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Andy uh, in that Cheyenne has like an endearing quality about it. It's funny because he he's supposed to be the bad guy, but he's like almost charming. Yeah, I think so. he's like a he's 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 a rogue. He's roguish. He's, he's that lovable you, scoundrel guy. You like him for the same reason you like Han Solo or or yeah someone like that. Or like, ugly in our our last movie it was our our dude. Who's yeah, our, yeah, like that again. They, these three almost play those same roles. Harmonica not the same way. I don't think he comes off as good. He he is literally just revenge. He just finds a way to to get to it. <laughs> I think revenge he's much more personified. Great. He has, he's, fucking, he's just fucking Ghost Rider, basically. He's, yeah. He is literally just revenge, and he's finding it whatever way he can to get it. It seems like he's doing the right thing, and in some ways he's done a couple things that are right, but he's he's not going out of his way to just save a bunch of people. He's he's still got a, a hell-bent plot to just kill Frank. It just so happens Frank's also fucking over a lot of other people. Yeah, just coincidentally, Frank is is working for this railway baron guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, could have been, he could have been working for an orphanage. It wouldn't have mattered to Harmonica. You need to burn that, that orphanage down. Fuck yeah, them kids. Was... It's the West. <laughs> it, it, that rich guy died, right? Like he, he was like drinking that. Water Eventually, water. yeah, yeah. Very, very agonizingly, he 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 dragged his snail ass to the fucking the, the little muddy puddle of water. And that died. rich guy. I always like to point out connections with other movies we've seen. Do you guys know where we've seen him before? No. Mm, I couldn't he's, place him. He, you wouldn't. This is this has been a while. He's the henchman in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Ah, okay. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. It's like a hundred years ago we watched that, and I don't. He's not even in that movie that much. He just kind of like is a jerk a few times to Bond, and they have and a fight. But he kicks his ass. It's yeah. him. It's the same guy. Yeah, that's one oh. of my favorite Bond movies. Ditto. But but uh, yeah, like. You start to like kind of feel for Frank a little bit, you know, with the whole like his team turning on him and, and like Charles Bronson possibly. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck movie did you watch? Fucking Hitler sympathizer. He shot a kid in the fucking face at the beginning of the movie. I hope he rots in hell. Well, you, kids, I don't feel kids, bad for he's him. A he bad, also bad person. He yeah. also <laughs> killed Charles Bronson's brother. It's Zion. <laughs> They're yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> shit. not for the same reason as dubs, but there are a few moments where I like want to sympathize with him because when I see him, all I see is juror number eight from 12 Angry Men. Oh, <laughs> sure. 
I just it's something about him is just, that he's always that character, no matter how many yeah, things I see. His him baby in. blues too. His baby blue eyes throw easy. I, I yeah, can see his like eyes. He's, he is even though he's bad, he's also kind of charming in a way. Just, I think you just really like Henry Fonda, and that's no, fine. Yeah, you're right. I love Henry Fonda, but yeah, in mm-hmm. that movie, he's a bastard. <laughs> you know what's funny is I heard that this was like a huge turn for him because previously he had been in like westerns and shit before and he was like always a good guy. Good guy. And yeah. because of like his appearance and shit and this natural likability and acting ability and shit. And this time he made a huge asshole. And uh, I mean, yeah. And I think another That's thing because we watched John Wayne's heel turn. Now we're watching Henry Fonda's heel turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another th- interesting thing about this movie was uh, originally Leone wanted Clint Eastwood to be harmonica, mm-hmm. and Clint Eastwood was like, "No, I don't think so, partner." And then so he got fucking he settled for Charles Bronson. And what's funny is after watching this movie twice now, uh, I can't imagine Clint Eastwood doing this. This no. part, it's it would be like, a different movie. Yeah, it'd be very different. <laughs> There's something like in um, the Dollars trilogy, not knowing enough about Clint Eastwood's character feels fine to me. It feels natural. But I don't know. In this movie, not knowing enough about Harmonica makes me want to know more. Like, I never I never questioned a lot of things about the man with no name. I was just like, okay, no, this this checks out. This makes sense. Of course, this is his motivation. But with Harmonica, the whole movie, I'm like, oh, what does he want? Why 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 is he hunting Frank? Like, what is his end game here? And I would not have liked Eastwood in that role for that reason. No, well, Eastwood had the same thing with that Fonda does in a way. Eastwood is just too like uh he's too handsome. He's just got too much charm to him even when he's not meaning to be i mean not saying he can't be a bastard but when bronson's just very gritty and that is what helps this at least me the thing with the harmonica i do like that it had meaning because if it would just been like this guy just has a harmonica and he's like all all cool and shit because he plays the (laughs) harmonica and shoots at you know the bad guys i do like that they put meaning to it and dude that fucking part where you see him as a young boy uh, help, yeah. help, helping him at, uh, you know helping his brother or trying to help his brother I guess um, and then he puts the harmonica in in his mouth and dude I fucking cheered I was like put I was like telling Bronson put the fucking harmonica in his mouth put it in his mouth <laughs> and he did, did it <laughs> and I was like yeah, yeah. No, you see was- it you see it realize the, the realization creeps over mm-hmm. his face, he fucking dies. Awesome. Yeah. Oh no, that, that, that like whole sequence is fucking great. It's that realization. Ah, oh, shit. That's who this is. Because mm-hmm. like the best part of that whole thing is you're wondering who, who, what Harmonica's story is because of how he's acting. You can't completely tell. Like 100, percent you can't say. Oh, there's clearly some reason. Uh, especially after he saves Frank. Uh, but again, it's kind of implied. Okay, he wants to kill him for some reason, but we don't know why. And then you get that, that backstory. And I don't think it's that he's trying to help his brother. I think they put him in that position. They definitely just sent him there. And the whole plan was, Oh yeah, we're going to let you be the one to keep that on your shoulders. And you're going to let your brother die. And then you're going to fall to the ground and we're going to leave you here for dead. And problem is he didn't die. So they they fucked up there. That's why Frank shoots people in the face now. But anyway, he got old. He's like, fuck them kids. But, yeah. I don't know. He always had a problem with kids, apparently. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess I actually didn't say this before. It actually plays with the dynamic of harmonica is again, for all intents and purposes, he is the, uh, uh, Oh shit. Why am I blinking? I'm having a stroke. Um, <laughs> He, he doesn't have a name. He's 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 the man with no name. He's just there. But uh, again, they call him Harmonica because that's just what okay, he's got that weird harmonica. We don't know much about him, but because Frank has been just so vicious over the years and done so many things, it's legitimately a mystery to him. He's trying to figure it out. And then meanwhile, Bronson has been his character has been chasing Frank down over the years. He knows all these people that he's killed, and he's like, well. I, that's a dead man. You can't like he's going through the list, and it's just because to Henry Fonda's character, Frank, it doesn't fucking matter. He's killed so many people. Like it's kind of the what's the uh, the state the uh, saying from uh, the Street Fighter movie it was like the most important day of your life. But to me, it was oh, just another me, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how it is. So yeah, bastard deserves it. I don't feel bad yeah. for him. I actually yeah. really like the poker scene, by the way. Again, I thought that was really well nuanced because I think they immediately go to the next scene where the guys are, are bidding the same amount of money he gave out to each person. So it almost gives off this facade like he paid them just to go in there and auction off and try to buy it off. No, he was actually paying them to go kill Frank. And he, I also like how they made it like to the point where he was scared to go to the table because like in his brain he's like trying to make the decision on what he wants to do it, it on the screen it looks like he's afraid of these fucking goons on you know playing poker instead of just you know eventually finding out that he's paying these people <laughs> to go kill frank and stuff hmm. so that's that's where i like again kind of sympathize not in the fact like forget that let's just say he didn't kill that child right but like at that moment where like people are turning on him, you kind of sympathize a little bit at that part. Like, yeah. oh fuck, his operations coming down. <laughs> me, I'm, I'm, I'm saying me again. You have to get the fucking little kid out of your brain that she's getting fucking shot at, and even the fucking kid who came out. I mean, with there's more fuck. than one kid too. He kills three yeah. kids and a man. Yeah, yeah he kills family. I mean, yeah, here's he kills the thing: family. like again, and that's a very critical point of the movie. So like, it's hard to just if you take that out of the movie, then there's a big piece of it missing uh if they were like the mystery we don't know why he's chasing him and he was kind of like just in the gray area we didn't know then yeah sure you could you could maybe play that out but at that point again if you were just drawn into other stuff and thinking in the like the right in the superficial level oh yeah his 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 guys betrayed him but he's also uh, a fucking western outlaw he's he's against what they do to each other stab each other in the back to who is rob and kill you know, you know what Morton said earlier in the movie when he's talking to, to fucking Frank about like he's like, I want to be like you. How's it feel to sit behind that desk? He's like, it feels powerful. And he's like, Well, there's one thing always that'll always beat a gun. And he like pulls out the old fucking thing of money. Yeah. That was yeah. it right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked out real well for him though, didn't it? Yep. I love that. He just sits down with him and he's like I'll deal. It seems like he's going to just play cards with him. It's just yeah. money. <laughs> okay, there is a strange thing that happens right before that. And it, it's like you said, he's trying to build up the courage to go. And he just stares at that picture with the fucking crashing wave. And <laughs> he wants to see the ocean. Yeah. He's, he's tired of sitting here. and hear it. Yeah this, yeah, this bullshit dust bowl. He's like, I gotta make progress. Yeah, no, I'm aware of the like the meaning behind it. It's just funny how they do that close up of like the picture. <laughs> it's like the, the way the music's playing at the time. I just thought yeah. it was funny. 
Uh, actually, that's a, a good segue. How about the music? The score yeah. to this movie. I like that. Is I like that track that plays over the big fights with the electric guitar and the harmonica. It's so cool. I love it. Oh, it's so epic. Right, yeah. yeah. I also like how they make random background noises in this movie. Essentially, a backing track, like like you know when they're on the the station platform in the beginning, you hear like that windmill creak and yeah. some other stuff, and that's all you hear for like really a good while. Sound design throughout. Yeah. No, the the score to the movie is is really good, especially I like actually. I was a little. A little upset, like at the beginning of the movie when they're building up, they actually use more of that orchestral score, and it's 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 beautiful. Uh, and then they just stop using it. They again, I guess, because much more action happens. And then at the end of the movie, they use it again. They they typically play it when Jill's on screen. Yeah. Like anytime she's on screen, they play it. Yeah, but like yeah, it represents her, but. They don't use it throughout like the middle of the movie, just more the beginning when she's first showing up, and then and when she finds her family has been killed, uh, her family to be. Uh, was it her family? Well, that's what's so weird about it, right? It's like it kind of sucks because it's like she doesn't know the kids yet, but this whole family she had this whole life that she was ready to to like to start, and it's just been taken from her in a way. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's ready to stop being a hua and um, you know live the life. What about the fucking pimp slap fucking sound effects that were happening? Oh, <laughs> that's the message about. I think it was like yeah. nineteen minutes in. That is a great sound effect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hell of a and, slap. And the the face off between uh Bronson and and fucking Frank, dude. Like out of all the Western movies that we've seen, like that is the best face off like i've ever watched period i think it's even got the best details frank frank's looking for like where the sun's at he's trying to position himself fucking in front of it and i kind of like that they just like go in the backyard and like shoot and then like they come, <laughs> and, like fucking bronson comes in like they everybody hears the shot they're just like there's like a uh, hundred guys nearby yeah yeah <laughs> and then that's they, probably like, some dynamite or something who cares mm-hmm <laughs> And he goes in and like Bronson's like, I got to leave. Here's my thing. Like when it's a Clint Eastwood movie, like uh, a man with no name, like I understand I got, I got to keep on going and all that stuff. But in Bronson, he kind of like finished his mission, right? He killed the guy that killed his brother. Wouldn't he, wouldn't he want to like start having fun with his life finally and be with Jill? We don't know. That's, that's his character. He like, you know, this is a, you guys ready for some some pure Reddit bullshit from me? <laughs> yeah, this, this is something I came up with. Is uh, he's his brother's killed and he's left for dead. Uh, what if he did die and he's just like an avenging angel? That's why he knows the names of all the men that Frank has killed. He wasn't he wasn't present at all their murders. He's just the uh, the personified. He's Ghost Rider, like you said. He's Ghost Rider. Yeah, he's the personified. Uh, spirit of vengeance that has come for Frank because of all of his murders, and that's why at the end he can't stay and be happy with uh, Miss McBain. He has to move on because his mission is complete. He has to pass on to either the next act of vengeance or you know Any back to hell or whatever. Yeah, I, I know. I know it sounds like some bullshit Garth Ennis would write, but I don't know. I just it came to mind. But you know what? That has <laughs> that has more legs than what we heard. <laughs> From Last week, yeah. it definitely does. Like, this is, <laughs> no, hang on. See, he explains his spidey sense about there always being guys. Exactly. He has like supernaturally good 
gun skills and and presence and like he 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 sensed danger when frank was leaving town he's like these motherfuckers are gonna kill frank i can't let them kill frank and he just like barges in on her taking a bath and it's like spotting the guy pointing the gun through the the tarp yeah. and stuff you know he's supernatural he's a he, he, he's an avenging spirit he, he also know he also knows so being shot by a mayor's leg fucking That's true short mm-hmm. rifle which is, that shoots fucking rifle bullets man even the even he's just like laid there for a second. It was like, well, I guess I got to put my arm in a thing for a while, and then it's healed in like a day or something. Yeah, he yeah. just has like a little bolt hole with some ketchup in it. It doesn't so. seem it doesn't seem like he actually put his arm in a sling because he's hurt. He put it in a sling so people would realize, oh, he's hurt hey, because baby. he has a a spot in his jacket. Maybe. Yep. Yeah, it's it's because oh man, you got shot in the fucking shoulder. Are you okay? And he's got his arms like I'm all right. Because like you said, immediately after he's healed up, it's it's not even bothering him. Uh, oh, the, did he even get off thing. that train, or did he just spawn? You know, he's, <laughs> see, <laughs> yeah. that, that bar scene, by the way, like was even weird. Like the only people that saw Bronson was Cheyenne and and Jill. Like that guy that you know gets up and you know helps Cheyenne shoot the his handcuffs and stuff. Like that whole area was like I'm not I'm not fucking signing on to the Reddit fucking weirdos, but like I'm just saying it has legs. This one's mine. This I I I came up with this one. But like, well, you're not alone. Apparently, there are people on the internet that I just literally just like looked in here to see uh, if there's anything here. And it seems like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, man, this seems like really kind now of on the it, nose. <laughs> is Luke Skywalker the same one in each movie? No, so it's, sometimes it's big Luke. <laughs> did Paul McCartney die in a car accident and they replaced him? Yes, he did. Paul's dead. <laughs> miss him. Miss him. I mean, I, I, like, I know it gets to some silly theory about, about that, but it, it is interesting. But it does tie into the fact, too, even if, if he is, again, he's just a person, he's there, uh, his motivation, he he never once really breaks or caves in to any other temptation, like whether it's to do something really good for someone. Every single decision he makes in the movie is very cold, it's calculated, and it is directly to get to Frank in the moment that he wants him. Like he again, even if it seems like him buying the whole thing and like building it, it seems like it's this nice thing. It's a means to an end. He's still just trying to find a way to get to Frank. That's why he doesn't stay with her at the end because he actually didn't give a shit about her. He's like, "That's great. You have your your great horror's life out here in the West. I I'm leaving because my whole reason to be here was to fucking kill Frank." Like he's ready. She's that's ready kind for of Ram Ranch. You want to hear my big brain uh, epic theory? Uh, it's not really a theory. It's like a theme, I guess, the thematic theory thing. Uh, is so uh harmonica kills frank he's dead and then they're out there building the railroad and then cheyenne's like well i gotta go too see ya they're right out there and then he like flops off of his horse and he's like oh, i'm fucking dying uh and it's like the moment he, he just plops over dead and it's like harmonica's leaving too he's like i gotta go he's, he's leaving as well you know what's happening in the background the railroad's getting built Civilization has come and it's wiped out the old west. All these old guys dead or gone. That's that's a hundred percent what they're trying it, to say with that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It also feel it feels like a Twilight Zone episode, right? Like always oh, when like, oh, you're actually dead, you need to go, you know, to heaven or hell and stuff. And what Cheyenne, like right when harmonica leaves, 
Cheyenne is like, I, I gotta go too. And then he dies. Like, feeding off of that theory, like, it makes sense, kind of. Like, is he is he the guardian angel of heaven just fucking being like, I gotta take all the dead people and all that stuff. It's, it's, it, it's, it's interesting. I kind of want to rewatch it now and read that fucking Reddit theory. You should, you should rewatch it anyway, because I have a theory that, well, except for Chaz, apparently it just worked a miracle for him the first time. It seems like people that watch this movie the first time, they're like, that's pretty good. And then you watch it again, and it, like, takes a lot better. Dude, mm. my, that, that was definitely my take. was fucking slapping, apparently, because I, I hit, like, detail, and I watched something, and I was like, holy shit, that tied back to this. Like, I was really on it when I watched this movie. You're just dialed in for this movie. Like, the, yeah. the first time I saw it, I was like, that was pretty cool. And then the, the second time I watch it, it's like, oh, it's even better. And I'm not going to lie. There's there's times where I just randomly, I get bored, and I look up that fucking duel. Because <laughs> that's, like, the thing I remember most about that movie. I've already watched the duel and the flashback three times. That yeah. is so fucking satisfying. It is. Oh, shit, it's so good. Probably one of the most satisfying payoffs of, like, movies ever is, like, that scene, I feel like. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that the takeaways for this, because like, we can keep going on and on about, about nonsense about it. Takeaways, the the start of this movie is fucking awesome. Yes, I love it. I didn't get to say that how much I loved it. Oh yeah, the start of the movie is so fucking great. Again, there's tons of good quotes throughout the movie, uh, and again, it's not for me to say, "Oh, the beginning is good, the end is good." You should watch it. There's a lot of meat in the middle. It's three hours. I mean, like it actually rewards you for paying attention, which, again, to me is a. It's not to say it's a rare trait in a western. I mean, obviously paying attention is good, but th- he does such a good job of tying little details in that pay off later. And that yeah. is what's so great. It's it's not just the, again, for as much as we said last time, sometimes the story is just a story and that's okay. And it, and it can be good too. But sometimes when there really is like that tie in where it's like, oh shit, that actually mattered. It's, it's that much better and satisfying. The ending to this is one, probably my favorite ending, at least that duel rather is my favorite ending to a Western. Uh, like that final battle or climactic battle. I That's fantastic. Um, and I even like kind of how it ended in that somber way of Cheyenne kind of getting what happened to him and stuff. Like, Because, again, it, it, but going back to the weird theory, like he's some angel of death or revenge or something. It's like the moment he fell, he knew, even though he made a noise, but like he turned over and he almost even seemed interested trying to figure out who killed him. Like he was immediately going to make that his next mission and get revenge. Because he's like, ah, oh, decent man dies. I better go avenge him. <laughs> but then he just moves Maybe. on. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I fucking loved it. I, I the 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 comedic moments in this movie wasn't over the, like too much. Like I like the part where the train he kept on hitting the fucking flushing toilet thing. <laughs> like every he would like hit it just to climb out, and then he would climb back in and hit the flush in the toilet because they would look and shit, and then you know. He would punch people, and Bronson like laughing at everybody getting shot <laughs> from Cheyenne while he's just standing there was, was fucking hilarious too. Like that's the, I I actually like that moment because I think that's like one of the rare moments in the movie where he shows emotions. Actually, was on the train where he's seen Cheyenne do the stuff. He shows emotions in Death Wish. He vomits in a toilet after shooting a guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he was like, "Yeah, I got revenge." Then he was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> he went home and threw up. <laughs> oh man, it's, this is almost like this movie alone has almost helped theme like serve to maybe make my next theme for movies that I want to do. But I'm not. 
Westerns part two. <laughs> uh, no, well, <laughs> Westerns, but I was actually going to take a different take on it. I was just gonna, revenge stories. And Easterns. Like, pick pick a, a couple that like the Maybe revenge plan goes well. Anyway. The re- the revenge plan didn't go so well. I don't what know. is what would Easterns be? Samurai movies. Oh, I was thinking about the East United States, not. Oh, not uh, okay. That's the Far uh, East. Yeah, Far Easterns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, Easterns. Uh, fucking. I guess mob, Civil War movies. The, the, I guess the mob departed. movies or Civil War movies. Yeah, Departed. <laughs> departed. <laughs> Are you a, a cop? cop? <laughs> You're not a fucking cop. <laughs> Get your hands off me, you fucking fairy. Yeah, uh, that's that's basically it. Because I can't go, I can't say the real thing. Really <laughs> oh, get it. Just just a lot of like really bad slurs and uh and, and they know how to use hands. Boston, fucking yeah, wicked. Boston, Boston uh, fucking beans. What else can we say about this movie? Um, I love that. I feel like Sergio Leone got better at uh somehow between that short period of time after. Uh, good, the bad, the ugly. This movie—it's like he—he he got even more artsy in his weird cinematography shit and stuff. Is there a 4K version of this movie? Because I really want it. I think it was I mean, presumably it was shot on 35 millimeter film at least, so it's possible. It, it was very recently restored, like fully too. Like I think in 2018. I bet it looks fucking beautiful in 4K because those shots, man, were really good. Yeah, I, like, the, I lo- like the, the stuff in the beginning where like those guys are in the station, you see each one of them in like a different area or something mm-hmm. or like the guy, the, the, the weird reverse cross eyed guy. It's like they're crossed out instead of in. He, he like goes out the outside. You see him sitting in the window through there. Just all, there's all kinds of weird little cool shots like that. I, I like the one shot where like it goes over the building and then you see like the whole town and shit. Like I thought that was cool. Uh I also like the part where uh, Harmonica is like looking at the town and seeing all the goons and stuff. He's like, I see, see you got some new uh, strategy. Or he, I, I'm paraphrasing like strategies and you picked some, up some new methods. You know? Yeah. And, and then still learn some things from Mr. Morton, though. <laughs> and then some new. And then, you know, you see, I also like that they were also still trying to plan where they were going to be. Like one was behind the house and then they disappeared and went somewhere else. One was on the balcony, then jumped off the balcony. And dude, that billboard fucking guy, like, <laughs> like, what a good eye, dude. Like, how the fuck, did, like, that again, that brings up the stupid Reddit thing again. Like, how the fuck did he know? Eye. I, I got to give props to the guy that he shot off the roof and he took, he took a, a legit bump. I, that was, that wasn't a dummy. That was a man. He fell through. Guy. A, the fucking roof and he hit he landed hard on the ground and i was like oof that guy deserved a bonus yeah. <laughs> respect Res- respect I, I like that uh bronson like gave him the heads up he's like you know the time 12 o'clock and even the guy I, I also like the detail like even the guy's like oh man this guy's fucking my spot up and then he like starts to like shoot and stuff because I thought yeah. what was going to happen was Bronson was going to get, like, an amazing headshot, like, fucking FPS Doug and shit, like, boom, headshot, boom, headshot, <laughs> boom, headshot. But no, uh, dude gets shot and fucking falls, like, from the top of the hell in the cell through the fucking table and shit. Broken in half. Broken in half. He has family, damn it. Um, <laughs> but I'm out of things to say, like... Bottom line for my final thoughts, and I'm sure if you guys have anything else you want to say, but 
I went into, in the beginning, I was a little shaky, but then things started getting better. Um, this is probably one of the best Western movies that I ever saw ever. And that's something, and that's kind of showing my hand so far as far as what my ranking is going to be um, as the n- number one movie. But that could change in the next movie that we're going to see. Uh, but I highly recommend it. Andy, what about you? Yeah, this movie is fantastic. Um, real quick, I just want to know for my own satisfaction, have you guys ever seen Once Upon a Time in America? Not yet. Mm-mm. Okay, well, set aside a lot of time because it's like four fucking hours long. It's like, yeah, it's but, like- <laughs> yeah. but um. It's it's uh, um, after this movie, Leon made Duck, you sucker. I talked about that last week because the movie kicks ass and it's a ton of fun and it's like a pretty good story. But it's like the Dollars trilogy in a lot of ways. Once Upon a Time in America is like Once Upon a Time in the West turned up to 12. Like it's, you know, it's, it's a gangster movie instead of being a Western. It's a uh, De Niro and... Um, james woods being being whippersnapper little troublemakers and growing into gangsters pretty much uh the movie gets lost in the conversation all the time about great um mob movies because it takes place a little bit before like the golden era of like what people think mob the, the the timing for mob movies would be but it's the same kind of um uh everything ties into everything else everyone's got uh, very well-defined motivation. So just I, I the things I'm hearing you guys say about Once Upon a Time in the West, I think you'd really like Once Upon a Time in America, but it's got a, it's got an intermission in the middle. Uh, just watch it in two nights because that movie's long. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's so got what? a lot of Leon's uh, long, drawn-out, like, oh, the look at the street. Oh, there's some kids playing. Oh, the street's bricky, isn't it? Oh, a car went by. Did you see how old that car was? There's a lot of that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is it's an eastern. Yeah, it's an eastern. Yeah, we pretty much. <laughs> oh, look at that! We found the eastern. I got. We did it. Eastern mob movies. But it, it was <laughs> the last movie he made, and I think it's because he was exhausted after it. <laughs> I was gonna ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask you something about Sergio Leone because I was looking at his filmography and shit and reading about him, and he takes like a huge break after Duck You Sucker. Like he takes like. Almost, he takes over ten years off, not doing anything. I don't like. know the fine minutia of why and how that happened. I do know that once upon a time, once upon a time in America, I believe he actually made in America with primarily American actors, and I think it was financed by Americans. And all of his yeah. other movies are famously made in Italy; they're all spaghetti westerns. Yeah. So I think he was like semi-retired, and then he was like working on Once Upon a Time in America like you know with meticulously like there's a lot of detail in it like a kubrickian almost attention to detail as far as um making stuff historically accurate goes like he's obsessed with that he like i was talking about earlier he would like look up he'd pull old photos and be like what's got to look like this um and i think part of it was he was working on that movie for a while and part of it was he just like had some money and could but I, I'm not an expert on Sigurdsson. I, I was trying to look it up, and I couldn't really find any good explanation for why he took such a long break. Uh, also, I found out they tried to get him to direct The Godfather first, and he said no. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, they shopped The Godfather around to like five different people, and they're all like, this movie's going to be boring. This is not going to be a good movie. I think he was just more interested in doing his movie. Like, yeah. Now I've come to find that out. He, yeah. he had his plans for this epic mob movie 
going back to the late sixties, this movie we're, we've been talking about for the past five minutes and he didn't get to do it till like about 10, 12 years later where then he wanted to. I think part of it also uh duck you sucker, I think was a flop. Maybe I'm not yeah. sure if that's the case. Once upon a time in the West was a semi flop. Like yeah. it did really well in Europe apparently, but like in America it flopped, which is kind of weird. Ironic. Mm. I think it's because it's too long. They edited it down. That's that the thing. Everybody, even back then, people were like, this movie's too fucking long. They cut 15-ish minutes out for the American release, and it still flopped. <laughs> yeah, look, straight up, I mean, if I'm looking for stuff that I need to gripe about with this movie, and Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and Once Upon a Time in America, it's too fucking long, brother. Come on, cut it down. <laughs> what's, what's, what's funny about that, too, is apparently he, he became aware of that, uh, over time, his movies are long, and it, it got to a point where he purposefully tried to make strides to like make them shorter. Like he had editors, he really tried to work with editors more and like dialogue people and shit to clean stuff up. And man, <laughs> imagine if he was alive today and HBO could pay him to make like a ten episode miniseries, Once Upon a Time in the West. Like, oh come on, that'd be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> apparently Scorsese is doing like a fucking five hour movie. Apparently, he just uh, did. It was called The Irishman. <laughs> well, no, another another movie that he's fucking doing. Uh, I think for HBO Max or something like that. I mean, straight up, good for him. I I yeah. like that. I don't want every every loser director to get to make these these goddamn three four hour movies. I have to sit through. But if someone's really good. By all means, give them the money and the time, and I think we'll get something really. Did you? You guys all saw The Irishman, right? Yeah, I have. I, 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 I haven't watched yet. it. Okay, well, it's great. It's great. It's 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 fantastic. It's wonderful. Same thing. Like you don't have to watch all whatever four hours, twenty minutes, however long it is, in one sitting. Yeah, you, know, you can mm -hmm. break it up if you want. You think about it like it's a mini series if you want. But mm -hmm. no, it's great and it's worth it. And I kind of feel I feel that coming from these Leone movies a little bit, and I. I kind of want it to be uh, either go all in or not. Like, give me two hours and twenty minutes, or give me four hours and twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. That's kind of that's kind of my stance on these things. Because there's a few times in this movie, like I feel like we're missing, like we're missing when Cheyenne runs into the Choo Choo Man, for instance, and we're missing. There's another jump too. Oh, after um, after Jill is abducted, it's just like I feel like there's there's a bunch of shit missing about. They, they just suddenly there's an auction and then clearly they're like coercing her so that they can get all of her land Dude. but i just felt like there was stuff missing there like that i think that's where one of maybe yeah. some of the cuts there's, came out of there's yeah. a few times that happens yeah and i just i want all or nothing like give me a finely tuned two-hour movie or give it all to me like ever give me everything you wanted to show what was that fucking bed that frank and and jill were in it looked like it was like fucking suspended. <laughs> it looked that like was it was it was giant sex swing, brother. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, but yeah, I'm supposed to say, uh, yeah, this movie's great. By all means, watch it. <laughs> Warm up with the Dollars trilogy before you watch this. That's my recommendation. Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. Zach. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's not. A, it's definitely not an appetizer. It's it's a main course. Yes, definitely. That's that's actually a good analogy. But Zach, what's your final thoughts and recommend or not? Uh, yeah, just a great movie. It's probably one of my favorite Westerns, uh, so far. There's still a lot I haven't seen, but yeah. Um, love the cinematography, all the stuff, the characterization. It's just a great movie. 
Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say. All right, Chaz, what about you? Okay, I, I'll say this, knowing that there's a grain of salt to take with it. So I need to watch this movie another time, maybe, to really stick behind this comment, but this is the greatest Western ever made, or the greatest Western I've ever seen. That'll be, that'll be my favorite right now. Uh, but And I know there's like a lot of debate with this movie to good, the bad, and the ugly. A lot of people just default to that being the, the best. Um, and, I, and I'd probably say that's that was definitely up there for me. But yeah, this is right at the moment. This is my favorite. I just love how Cal came together. Maybe I watch another time and I'm not like on some Adderall high or something. And I don't hmm. feel the same way. But maybe you, it, maybe you got to watch it uninterrupted. That seems to be a problem sometimes. Yeah, no, I did get to watch this uninterrupted, which was great. Uh, that that helped too. I didn't have work or life or other things just getting in the way, but just like I was in the, like the right mood to just watch this. I didn't. I wasn't. And I, I've also been sick, which we'll, we'll get to talk about other stuff. But I, because of those things, I was just in the perfect mood to watch this, and it, it clicked. But uh, but like uh, Zach was saying, like this movie actually is probably better as you watch it more because then you pick up on little subtleties. I just happened to had the time traveling meet with me to, to make sure <laughs> I remembered it all when it happened. But, uh, but yeah. And, I, and also I've pulled up the other stuff. I am really fucking interested in watching once upon a time in America. Holy shit. You got early, early Pesci too. Yeah. Yeah. Check uh, that out. All right. So Zach, what is the next movie that we're going to be covering next week? Pale rider. Brother. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, remember to watch Pale Rider, and then we'll come back here, and we are going to talk about it. Remember, because we're on Catch Entertainments, and I actually got kicked to work on another OBS program, so we're on kick right now, uh, we do spoil things. So don't come in our show and be like, spoiler, fuck, we're, these, we, we spoil everything. These movies uh, are decades too late old. for that now. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, in terms of what we're watching, yeah, you got, like, you've had 50 years. Yeah. You can't watch every movie. Fucking, you can't get mad if somebody's going to talk about it. Just get over it. Yeah. So, <laughs> get over it. Before just... we before we get into the last word, we do have an ad. So, be right back. Ooh, yeah, cool. yeah. Wow. Oh. Somebody put a microphone in front of me. You know what that means, brother. Yeah. I've heard all about this uh, podcasting thing. I think I've been on it a time or two myself, I believe. Uh, It's a little intergalactic for me, a little out there, you know. But that's okay, brother. Yeah. Because on Getting Some Color, you can relive moments, me and my glory. And my moment of glory! Before the yellow and red Brutus, you know who I'm talking about, brother. Yeah, the guy who was backstabbing, hot dog, grandstanding. Forget all about him. You can see the macho man in his glory days. Or you can hear people talking about it, at least. You can watch, too. But hey, that's not what's important. The devil's in the details. Sometimes the details aren't important. Sometimes they are. These details, they're a little bit important. You can catch, get some color. Bi-weekly Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Be there or not, as they say. Wow! Wow, man, freak out! Yeah! All 
I always think you're going to say, like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I always think Macho Man is always going to say, be there or be squared. But, <laughs> like, it goes away from that. I'm like, ah. Oh. Because he would say something like that. He would be like, be there, be squared. Yeah. He had a, he had a very erratic speech pattern. It could be anything. Yeah. All right. So I'll go first. Um, a lot of people are going to be surprised because I, I already know what Zach has done because he's already yelling at me, but I'm slow dripping Resident Evil 4 remake. Why are you uh, slow dripping it so much? Yeah. yeah. I think Andy's probably further than you are. Yeah, he is further than me because I just got <laughs> to the part where uh, the house of fucking siege and stuff. With I Lewis. just got to the castle. Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. I Dude, haven't played since last week, so. Dude, that failure. I, I got to play like a bunch on Friday and played a ton of it. And I haven't played since. I just haven't had time. But no, I, I played a ton of it. Yeah, yeah. work life and illness has just kicked my ass. So I ain't touched them shit. And WrestleMania. But we'll talk about WrestleMania if I can get some color. I don't even go there. My ass is still chapped. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, yeah, the house siege was interesting. Like, man, it get, they fucking get to you quickly in that house. It was rough. I yeah. done died in that part. I died a few times in that part. <laughs> it, it's funny, like, when you get, like, into the mosh pit of, like, these fucking people and shit, and you're just like, get off of me! <laughs> and then the guy with the, the cow mask with the fucking sledgehammer and shit comes in and whacks me and kills me. Yeah, I mean, making sure, you guys are talking about, at least in relation to the older game, it's like chapter two, section two or three when you're in that little cabin and you have to basically hold them off until some bullshit happens and you get out. It's like you and Luis and Ashley. Well, yeah. it's, cha- it's about chapter four-ish in, in the, in this the remake. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's the okay. same one you're talking about. I mean, that that part was... I mean, I, again, it, just thinking about it when I first played it and played it a couple like that. That part's pretty difficult in the old game, too. So it makes sense. I feel, I feel like in the old game, they give you more. And like in the, in the remake, you're just like, here's a couple bullets, fucking a hand I think grenade. the same thing goes for the whole game. I just feel like they're stingier with the ammo. Maybe it's just because I played the old one so much. I got used to like being a better shot, not being panicky, conserving ammo better. But I feel like in this one, they're a lot stingier because uh, enemies drop ammo less often. Now they're dropping like gunpowder and supplies, and you mm-hmm. gotta do it yourself. And I gotta be like, do I want to hang on to this gunpowder because I need shotgun shells, or do I want to make handgun ammo now? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned the knife thing matters, right? Oh, like, real, and, yeah. yeah, unless you've upgraded it or something and made it unholy. Like that knife in the old game mattered a lot because you could totally get away with like, okay, bullshit, kick, and then you just like knife him to death, and you just save so much ammo. No, I upgraded my knife entirely. Everything is maxed now because I was like, this thing is just it's indispensable in this game. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. to do that. Yeah, I I uh, at some points because I'm like I I want to get all the gems so that I can put it on the treasure and have like a bigger price when I sell it to the merchant and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are t- at times where I'm just like, man, I want that fucking gun or that uh, that attachment, and I just start to, I just sell it anyway. What's your loadout? What do you what guns are you sticking with? Did you get uh, like the TMP or I got the Red Nine, the TMP, and the rifle. The, the rifle is my go-to because I'm very fucking accurate. It accurate. Re- I can't fucking speak. You know what I mean. Uh, in the cabin, 
fucking stroke. I saw a correct occur. I got guns. About shoot up. I popped my bag. Very accurate. Very accurate with it. Uh, there you go. I got it out. Let me raise oh, my hand. One of my favorite moves good. is there, there's two or three of them running down a hallway at me. I'll just switch to the rifle and just you just almost don't even aim. It's just like from the hip. You're just like bang. It's just like real quick. It's a great yeah. way to go. And and I like when you line them up and you get like fucking one bullet kills like three guys in a row. And yes. especially when the fucking squid parasite thing comes out of the fucking head and you can just easily kill that. I'm getting uh, sick of those motherfuckers. They take too many bolts. Dude, I'm <laughs> fucking terrorized of the priest that we're gonna ha- I'm gonna have to fucking deal with when I get yeah, into so the cast. Of course, the last thing I had to do, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm the re- uh, To answer your question, Zach, the reason why I'm, like, slow dripping it is because I'm fucking trying to find everything. I'm, like, looking oh. in fucking crevices and shit to find the you know the the bird. I thought nest. it's because you were playing baseball. Yeah, oh, that, you that, said that, you were playing baseball. Well, again, <laughs> even if I wasn't playing baseball, I'm still Joe trying Dimashio. to find fucking medallions and shit. I'm trying to find and all the blue medallions in, in field, whatever the name of it is. Fuck King Griffey Jr. You need to save Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck Ashley. I fucking hate escort. Fuck Michelle. you. She's fine. I She's more than fine. I know Help she's fine, it. but like, I don't like she, it. They've only grabbed her twice, and both times it was like a thousand percent my fault. I just don't like it. <laughs> it, it. It gives me anxiety. I like to be alone, and I like to fucking. I thought you shit. like anxiety. That's why you play horror games. No, I don't like anxiety of fucking <laughs> taking care of other people. I like anxiety when I'm alone and I'm getting scared alone, not worried about a fucking child that I don't give a shit about, but apparently Leon does. Because in his a- defense, the reason you like anxiety in horror games isn't the moment you're living it, it's after you've overcome it. Yes. Yeah, so if he yeah. hates it now, and later he'll be like, oh, this game's great! Oh, yeah, so eventually, when I, eventually when I fucking <laughs> beat it and Ashley saved, and she's like fucking Leon, uh, Ashley's trying to hit on Leon on a fucking jet ski and stuff, I, I'd be fucking fine. Seems uh, like you're used to running away from creeps. <laughs> <laughs> he actually says that's pretty funny. He does, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's probably okay that you're slow dripping it anyway, because I was going to suggest to you, hey, let's hold off on talking about this a little bit, because Mercenaries comes out Friday. The Separate Ways DLC could come out then. It could come out later. We might need to hold back on talking about Dude, it. Dude, I'm trying to fucking also... Finding out, by the way, that I, going in an elevator, there's a fucking shooting range where I could fucking get like coins and shit. I, love I was like, I, uh, I was like, man, I gotta beat the best record. Like, I kept on playing this, and I was Andy when you popped in on the stream on Kick uh, or just in general. By the way, like I found the elevator, so I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like this is good replay value and all that stuff. There's a lot of, and you get to go to the vending machine where you could open up and have a little charm that you could put on the uh, suitcase and stuff. What's this? Uh, yeah, I got Shin the chain. Shinmu, cha- yeah. <laughs> I got the chainsaw uh, guy that I put on the. I think the I book. did too. That's weird. I uh, I didn't want to use too many charms. I didn't want it like, uh, uh, I have the pre-order codes thanks to Zach because he got me the game. And um, I didn't want to trade. I didn't want to switch to the gold case with all these little dingle dangles on it because it feels silly. But they all give bonuses, so I feel like I have to use them. 
So <laughs> Leon's like, let me just break out my case. Oh, it's shiny gold. It's covered in like uh, Japanese girls' uh, cell phone charms. Oh boy. Yeah, so, no, this right. the, the, the best, the selling point for the gold case is the red velvet inlay. I do like that. That is cool. <laughs> it makes me want to get the other ones because there's like there's a black case you can get later. And a leather yeah. one, a red leather one. Oh, I haven't seen that one, but the black one has started turning up in the shops for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I forgot about these pre-order codes. Was that only for physical copy, or was like were you able to get that for digital too? I got it for digital. Yeah, I got. Shit, the I need to look that up. I don't even think I've done that. I could get my hookup. Did you get it on Amazon? No, uh, I just I, I did. I just got it digitally on on the PlayStation Store, so maybe I can't get it. I, I don't know, know if it came on like, deluxe for it was like a special thing. I don't whatever. know. I, yeah, I think it was only a, a pre-order thing, or if you buy the deluxe package, I don't know if you could get it like individually. I hate to be a chump. I hate to fall right into Capcom's hands with this, but I want some of that DLC costume jazz. Oh yeah, dude, it's fucking hilarious, and it's funny that you like you could put like uh, you could turn Ashley into like an emo punk chick and stuff. And <laughs> scene girl. Yeah, scene girl. Scene scene girl Ashley. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I actually like her redesign though. She's got like that. Kind of jackety deal, a uh, blazer. Yeah, I don't know. I think she looks fine as it is, but she yeah, some of the other fine. stuff's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She looks more fine. So yeah, I I played that game. <laughs> I played that game, and I and I She's played twenty one. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought she was like eighteen. No, the... no. Oh. She's she's like twenty or twenty one or something. Yeah. Why uh, can't I see up her skirt? They ruined this game. I'm gonna write an angry Facebook post. Blah, blah, blah. Touch grass, you bitch. Don't worry, modders already <laughs> modders already have naked fucking Leon and fucking naked Ashley already. What so. about naked Louise? Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't put past them. Um so yeah, they they brought up that I played fucking MLB the show twenty-three. And the reason why I went hard on that game is because I can't fucking win. Like I there there I my record ranked is ten and twenty-seven. Like, it's annoying. What's the the worst baseball team? Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, stop playing as them. No, I'm not. I'm I'm doing what every sports game does these days where you open up fucking baseball cards and they're your player for your team and shit. My team name is the New York Gabagools. 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 It's the XFL of baseball. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it's annoying because, like, I have uh, I, I don't know if Andy knows this player Sh- Shohei Otani. He's like yeah. one of the uh, best Asian uh, Asian baseball players. Uh, he plays for the Angels. He pitches and he also fields every fucking position. And he's also a DH. He's like one Wasn't of the. Wasn't he best. on the cover of MLB one year or something? Yeah, last year. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I got his card. He's a ninety-five, and he's the. Every time I pitch and and I put it in the position where I know they're going to swing, these motherfuckers are hitting fucking bombs off of fucking Otani. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just did a fucking slider that moves like it's silky smooth, like a baby's bottom and shit. And nobody should be fucking hitting that baseball out of the fucking ballpark. You got to reset your modem. That's what you got to do. I got to yeah. fucking hit the fucking... <laughs> I got to hit the fucking lag switch so that it can't fucking hit the ball. You need to get good. I, I when I when I when I streamed 
that one time I actually got a couple of wins. I'm like, wait a second, I suck when I'm not streaming, but I'm fucking okay when I'm. I streaming. thought it was funny. You played all day and bitched about it in the group chat, and then you finally streamed at like one in the morning. I was like, that coward! I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was getting angry. I was like, I could fucking murder someone and wouldn't fucking care right now because like, like it would be like the bottom of the ninth. I'm like winning five nothing, and then all of a sudden, hit. All right, guy on the base. I I just need one more out. Hit. Oh, fucking two guys on the base. Uh, hit. Oh, I just need this fucking out. Give me a ground ball. Fucking grand salami. And you gotta, you gotta walk out to the mound and yell at the pitcher, man. He <laughs> yeah. sounds like he's yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, fucking deep throat choke artist over here. Like oh a, man, uh, it was it was like a fucking hooker on a Tuesday. It was fucking terrible. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, I finally got good at it. I kind of stopped playing because one mania, and again, we'll talk about that on Thursday. And two, um, I wanted to play Resident Evil, and that's what I did the other day. So, all right, since I got the games out of the way, um. What did I watch? Uh, I watched a movie that had a wrestler in it, Dave Bautista, um, and it was Knock at the Cabin, um, which the director is M. Night Shyamalan. It's on Peacock, by the way, if you want to watch suck. It's okay. Um, I It has a good message in it. It's kind of like telling people, stop fucking being assholes. Uh, but it's Dave Bautista and like three other people come to the cabin, um, just two gay guys and their child, and they're like, you need to sacrifice one of the three in order to save the world and stuff. And shit happens in the movie. Um, I recommend it. David Teese is like funny as a weird nerd. I don't know how to put it, but like, go watch it. Uh, I think out of every wrestler that went into the movie business, David Teese is like the best, in my opinion. Well, he actually tried to be an actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some range. Yeah, The Rock is the same character in every movie he's in. Exactly right. Yeah, I was about to say The Rock gets by on being The Rock, but Batista's actually like trying to be an act man. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're talking about Knock at the Cabin. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I had stepped away for a second, and my headset's plugged in because it's dying because I'm an idiot. But uh, yeah, it's just like a cool movie. I'm glad you said it's worth watching. I need to yeah, check it that, out. It has a good message. It's not like. It's it's not stupid to the point where you're just like, man, these people are fucking dumb, and that's why they're coming to the cabin to kill these gay guys. Like it's it's not about that. There's actually a message, <laughs> and and they're not trying to kill a bad uh, uh uh you know anybody. See, I'm like almost spoiling it. Just go watch it. Yeah. Um, it's not like that other movie where it's like save the trees or we'll fucking kill you. Yeah, oh it's, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Throw the it's got Mark Wahlberg's best acting. It still has like M. Night Shyamalan fucking roll your eyes. Why the fuck are you in the movie kind of shit? But it's like done in a fucking funny way. So, sure. yeah. Uh, another thing that I watched last night um, um, was the Raw After Mania. And this is also the news that Endeavor, who owns UFC, has now bought WWE. Which means that Vince McMahon is back in power um, because he's part of the board. Now, essentially, if Endeavor wanted to, he, they could fire him. But I don't think they are because based off of the interview that I watched, the the chairman of Endeavor 
it was sucking Vince McMahon's dick throughout the whole thing. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, but apparently he's he's back in power and he's changing shit during the show. Where apparently what he used to do. Yeah, which apparently Bailey was supposed to be part of the show, but she got cut out of the damage control stuff. And uh, remember when I, I don't know if I put it in the big trouble, it might have been to get in some color, but Seth Rollins had a segment during the show where he came out and people sang his song and then he just fucking left. Apparently there was supposed to be more to it. And during a commercial break, the producers that were by ringside said that there was a change by Vince McMahon. And that's why he pretty much left. Now, I don't know if it was supposed to be something stupid or Seth Rollins was like, I'm not going to do that. And he just fucking walked out. I have no idea. Um, but it, it's it's so annoying that he doesn't understand that he's fucking terrible, Vince McMahon, on, on doing shit. He should, he's already rich. Let fucking Triple H did. Well, you know what he'd say? He'd say, "Well, look at all I've this I've built up. I created this. I'm obviously genius." Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yes, but it's like you had a chance to have a good feel moment. On and keep in mind, we're gonna get deep into mania and getting some color. But what really spoiled the main event? The people that were waiting for a really long time was Cody versus Roman at Mania. We thought we were going to have this feel-good moment because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had a fucking good moment to the point where, like, people were emotional in the fucking stands when Sami and KO won. Like, that was a feel-good moment. Then you're just like, oh, man, it's shaping up that Cody's going to win. And then he just fucking loses. <laughs> he has that dusty finish where he's like, get next time, baby. It's not your time. And, like, there's so much interference. Nope. That's for somebody else, baby. Yeah. It's so much <laughs> interference and fuckery. And then on the Raw after Mania, he's, they do this angle where Cody Rhodes is teaming up with Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns and Sokoa so, uh, Solo. Uh, and then you're just like, this is kind of a weird fucking team, team up. And I, I remember in our chat and getting some color, I'm like, what a fucking uh, Brock Lesnar now is an honor, honorary ooze and shit. And lo and behold, like I was partly right. Uh, fucking Brock Lesnar just fucking beats the shit out of uh, Cody Rhodes. And I just feel like now I'm probably I'm still speaking from emotion, but I, I just don't see Vince giving Cody the belt. I, I feel like he has to go through essentially hot time, baby, and, and like show that he's not an all an elite fuck. Um, and eventually when he's fucking... Again, you know, totally back with the WWE on Vince's standards. Maybe he might get the belt, but I truly don't think that's ever going to happen. And that's why I said there's so there's so much stupid fucking variables that could happen. There could be something with contracts. There could be something with injuries. There could be some like fucking weirdness where all of a sudden like another superstar is more amazing than Cody, and he's getting the push, and they just totally forget about Cody Rhodes. But it pisses me off that he should have had that fucking moment at that time when you're building up that, you know, Dusty's never got the belt and this is the only chance that a Rhodes will ever get the World Heavyweight Championship. And that could never happen because of those variables that could happen. Well, Rhodes already had a World Heavyweight Championship. 
Well, in Multiple WWE. Times. In WWE. Yeah, I, know. I know they don't like to acknowledge the National Wrestling Alliance World Championship, whatever. I just, I just, I just think it's really scummy. And then, like, having that information that Vince is back in the seat, or as he put it, back in the weeds, even though he said he's not going to be back in the weeds, that's always a fucking lie. Uh, <laughs> you know what the funniest thing about him being back is? What? Is uh, he got a he got a new contract back with the company, so he and he's in for two years. And one of the things in his contract is is that before when he was on in the doghouse because of all his scandals and shit, mm-hmm. um, he had to pay back the company for all the costs of the investigations that they had to do, which ended up being like fifteen million dollars or something. Yeah. Uh, and there is a clause in his contract where uh, basically if he decides to quit for good reason, whatever that means, that's that's the wording that was used, uh, or he's severed, <laughs> unsubscribed, uh, he's going to get that exact amount of money back. So, like, the money he paid for the damn investigation back to the company, he's going to get it back no matter what happens to him anyway. Yeah, I'm, I mean... <laughs> He's great. He's a great businessman. Like he, he nine point nine point five billion dollars he got with this endeavor thing, but I think he only did it for power play to get back in his seat, and he that's what what happened. So he did it for selfish reasons. No, yeah, I mean he held the company hostage in January, effectively. Mm-hmm. I mean he so. literally said, "I I will not." He has majority shareholders. He said, "I will not vote for or against anything." Uh, related to a new TV contract deal or a sale, unless you put me back in the executive chairman role. He and then fucking... he first, his, his first act was he immediately fired people and put two stooges that would say whatever he wanted in the, the role of the other board. Like, I don't know what people expected. I mean, honestly, he, he depending on how things should go, he should at least be indicted, depending on how those things play out, because it is, again, it's a federal crime to use publicly traded money to pay off yeah, people when you have sex with them and try to keep them quiet. Well, the thing I is, I think he used his own private money, didn't he? No, the, that was the, the claim was that there was a mix of his own private money, but there was also money that was used by the company. Like that, that was at least. Are we talking about edition. wrestling, or are we talking about current events now? <laughs> yeah, but both, it, mm. right? So anyway, like I, I don't want to go. Th- through it anymore and so I, I went and vomited came back and we were still talking about it so i i'm fine moving on because i'm salty as fuck about the whole thing because i was like well finally like it's the product that i wanted it to be and it's it's now yeah, it's probably going what, right back to where it was that's what fucking annoys me it's like finally i was like man this is what wwe should, should be we're actually getting some good storylines good wrestling you know H is fucking doing some great things. He does some questionable things, but at least it's in a path where people are. There's a net gain. There's actually people watching the show and excited for WWE. Now it's not they're, anymore. They're, they're gonna lose all those people. It's just, it's gonna go back to, oh man, fucking AEW has nine hundred thousand viewers, and fucking now Raw is one point two million viewers. Wow, Raw just won barely. Cool. And like, I mean, I don't know like what like the details of what happened on the Raw last night. I mean, other than like some of the highlights that it was shit. brought up, but like the rating and stuff for the show that people have been giving it has been really low. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think the raw after mania was supposed to be like a big honking deal. Exactly. It's supposed to be fucking amazing. It's supposed to be like, wow, this guy came back and then we're having great matches and everybody's fucking chanting and they're all jizzing in the fucking. It was was coming out of the fucking air while things are happening. Actually, I fell asleep for an hour. I won't lie to you guys. I was like, I was in the recliner and I was like, watch this. And I was like, man, the, the, the beginning of the show is interesting. And then everything after that was fucking boring. And I fell asleep. Yeah. What's funny is they built that whole idea that the raw after is supposed to be really, a really big deal, but they it's haven't wacky. actually had a raw after mania that has been a big deal or done anything of note in like almost a decade. And every um, year it's like, Oh, this is the year they'll finally bring it back or do it. And they just, they don't. It's like, but I, that was just a fucking, I, flat note i i disagree i mean again it's still a far away but that part where roman reigns goes in the ring and fucking everybody's booing him and telling him fuck you roman fuck you roman and then he just goes it's my yard now and he fucking leaves like yeah you're just a troll that's (laughs) that was fucking terrible (laughs) no dude i was there like it was awesome Everything in that night was fucking awesome. But then again, no, I'll go back for that moment too. That was actually fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I digress because I know Andy's uh, already going on fucking Twitch saying wrestling boo boring. Unsubscribe. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's, that's just Pokemon. a fan. That's a super fan. He's super just fan. gonna talk about Die. Pokemon cards for thirty minutes. It's fine. He's, <laughs> he's the Scott Steiner. He's like, turn the channel, go somewhere else. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's all I got to say. I just had to get that out of my system. I'm I, I'm kind of with Zach a little bit. I'm just going to monitor and see what's going to be good and what's going to suck and I'm just going to stick with my old school shit. So, uh yeah. and well, with Thursday we're going to talk more about it. If you want to listen to us bitch about it for four more hours, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. So. They're going to bitch a lot more than I am, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to bitch. I'm, I'm not that bad. I'm gonna change just, my tampon out mid fucking show because it's gonna get it's gonna get hairy. Up that's in this, just disappointing. That's it. I'm watching yeah. Impact. Uh, <laughs> Andy, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? And if you have any news, just bring it up. Uh, I already said I played Resident Evil Four Remake. I'm enjoying it. I got to the castle. I'm still, I'm still, still Resident Eviling. Did you get your red nine stock? Yeah, you know I did. I was like, as soon as he had it, I was like, give, 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 give. I was like hanging on to, to spindles just in case. Um, it's a lot better, isn't it? Yeah, it is a lot better. I'm using it and the starting pistol situationally because I, I got the laser sight as well. So the starting pistol is still kind of my go-to, but if I know I'm not going to be in any tight situations, it's the Red 9 just because it's my baby. And I still got the shotgun and the rifle too. Sweet. So I've got a pretty full briefcase but I, it's been working out pretty well i keep forgetting i have grenades every once in a while but uh i love flash grenades uh, the flash grenades are the only reason i got through the goddamn siege at the house <laughs> yeah they help a lot but um i watched a movie on netflix called passing um i it's the kind of movie i don't want to criticize too heavily because of what it's about it's about like racism in the 20s but man, the movie's boring. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's cool they made a movie about that, but it's just like, nothing happens in the whole goddamn movie. And it's just like, it's it's all like women gossip shit. And I was like, this is boring. I hate it. So don't watch that. <laughs> um, recently, this week was the 
fourth anniversary of the Matrix, I think. And I was reading into the Matrix, and before they made the Matrix, the Wachowskis made a movie called Bound. It's a um, it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, it's about two two lesbians stealing a bunch of money from the mob. I guess, in a nutshell, uh, it's a really good movie. It's really underrated because a, a lot of people don't know about it. It came out and it did like eh, okay. It didn't make a lot of money. It's uh, it's got uh, the guy who plays Cipher, Joe Mon, Mon, uh, Mon oh, Jennifer Kelly's whatever in whatever the it. hell's name is. Yeah, uh, he's he's like the he's he's the husband's mobster kind of bad guy. He's pretty much the bad guy. He's great in it, and um. It's got that woman with that real distinct voice, Tilly something. I just said Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Uh, uh, she's in it. She's extremely good. And uh, the other one's actually pretty good, too. She's also Gina famous. Gershon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, that movie's really good. I can't believe people don't talk about it more because I guess the Wachowskis wanted to make The Matrix. And like, no, you got to make something more, more down to earth ish or something so they made a movie where lesbians steal money from the mob which is still like pretty outrageous it's really good it's a great movie i highly recommend it it's on amazon prime and it's pretty short so check it out um and i also watched uh the australian grand prix i you guys bored me with wrestling for goddamn felt like half an hour so i just want to mention uh the australian grand prix was outrageous <laughs> it, had, it uh had three red flags which is the most any f1 race has ever had before and the end of that race was like i said outrageous uh, i think in the next to last lap five cars were destroyed and taken out of the race shit <laughs> it's just uh what happened is right like they had like two laps left and uh there was a red flag because there was a wreck and so what happens at a red flag is everyone goes to the pit and then they come back out grouped up like it's the start of the race so there's two laps left and everyone's like oh shit there's only two laps left and i'm only you know a fraction of a second behind even first place i've got a real chance here but i've got to be really aggressive so in the first two turns two people are in the gravel both of the alpine cars are literally in the wall and destroyed um the third place driver uh uh uh, Alonzo is like spun around by the last remaining Ferrari car. I, it was it was anarchy. <laughs> so oh, then there's shit. another red flag. They said no, 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 no. Like after ten minutes of of debate, they were like, "Look, whatever places everyone was in, they just th th that's it. We're just gonna <laughs> run a lap. No one's allowed to pass, and then we're just gonna wave the checkered flag." <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? I don't know. The race is crazy. It's very, very unique. But wow. I, mean, was, I, I had fun watching it. Those just, cars cost a fuck ton of money. It's, oh, so much. And also, not just that, but the way the rules are now, they're only allowed to have a certain amount of like pieces. So every time yeah. you wreck a car, now you've got to go the whole rest of the season with only like one or two more front spoilers or powertrains or, or whatever. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah, it's it's devastating, like you say. Yeah. We got just, a question. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, just a quick answer for you, because uh, we're not talking about writing or uh, or anything. Guys, I have a question: how how I write a great story for a main character? Go on YouTube, search the term author tube, and uh, there's a bunch of people on YouTube who are authors and have 
uh, writing tips on how you do a great story for characters and stuff. Um, I would do that if you want a uh, answer for that. Right now, I'd, I don't have an answer for you, so I do apologize. All right, Andy, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, also, the Australian Grand Prix started at 1 a.m., which was a huge thorn in my ass. I watched half of it, and I just had to go to sleep. That's not my unlike, 9 o'clock. Not unlike Zach watching Rock. <laughs> on Monday nights. <laughs> How uh, much is the F1 fucking app thing or whatever shit? It's, uh... 60-something? Five? Nine? Nice? I don't know. Something like that. For a year? Yeah. Uh, it, it's cool, too, because on the app, not only you can watch it with the F1 commentators, you can watch it with the Sky Sports commentators, and you can also tap into e any of the 20 drivers, and it'll show you their helmet cam, and you get to listen to their team radio. It's really neat. Oh, Man, I was, cool. was going to get the World Rally Championship one. They have their own app, mm -hmm. but it's it's outrageously priced. Uh, it's twice the cost of that. Yeah, luckily Formula One gets to piggyback on the infrastructure that uh, Sky Sports already affords them. So they do all this other shit though, like they, they GPS track where the fucking drivers are and stuff. Yeah, they do that too. To that. It'll, it'll show you the the race course and it'll show you exactly where every driver's at. Like, man, if I had more spare cash, I'd probably do this, but I don't right now, so I can't I can't justify it. It's I I don't. There's no streaming service I pay for that's fucking twenty dollars a month. Like shit. Like, well, Netflix is near there soon. Yeah, yeah it'll maybe. be there soon. Oh, if you want to try out Formula One, let me know. I'll loan you my login. I didn't say that on air. Did someone say something just now? I don't think that's true. Fuck your life! Bing what? bong! There I didn't go. hear it. Something. Uh, Zach. What? 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 Uh, what? <laughs> Zach, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? And if you have any news, uh, say it. I will. Uh, so, I've play, been playing Resident Evil 4, of course. I, I defeated it, actually. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's oh, it's beaten. Uh, very tough. It's I think it's harder than the original for sure. Uh, but I like that about it. it. It feels challenging. It doesn't feel like bullshit. It feels like uh, I've, I've got careless. A, a lot like say I die five times, three or four times out of those five, I feel like was legitimately my fault. Oh shit, I wasn't paying attention. That's on me. Uh, mm. But. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh it was great. Uh what I, I said about it, I had this feeling uh before it came out. I was like, this is gonna be like the Resident Evil One remake for Resident Evil One. This is the same thing's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I think that's what happened with this. Uh and it's not like it's it, people can say that's better, this is better, that's fine. I don't necessarily look at it that that way like a hundred percent. Uh to me, it's like that Resident Evil 1 remake superseded the original, but the original is still there, and it's its own separate experience. You can go back and play that and have that experience. I think and, I think what it's really good is that they took our advice. Like, Resident Evil 2 remake was cool. Then Resident Evil 3 remake came out, and I know it's different teams and shit, but we, we all complain, like, why the fuck did you cut shit out? And then they're just like, you know what? We're going to do what we did in Resident Evil 2 Remake and then keep things in Resident Evil 4. And make I still, it yeah, I still really like Resident Evil 3, though, for the record. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do, too. But yeah, people, you know, I, I agree with them. They should not cut anything out. Yeah, most most fans will will say that. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, um, I don't want to get I, I don't want to get too much into that, though, because I mean, 
I basically want to talk about everything and it's not time for that yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of like waiting until Friday till mercenaries comes out. And I haven't started my second playthrough yet. I was going to, and I was like, no, you know what? I think I'm going to hang back a little bit and wait. And I'll start it after mercenaries comes out and I'll, I'll, you know, do everything I want to do. Mm. What was your, go I'm just curious. What was your go-to loadout by the end of the game? Oh, so I stuck with the silver ghost, which is the default pistol. I kind of fucked around a little bit with the others. But I stuck with that one because I've never done that before. But also because, uh, like I explained before in the chat, in these remakes, all the guns are really different from one another now to the point to where, like, they all have their purpose pretty much. Uh, it's good. It's going to depend on what suits your taste best, like what, you're ta what you do tactically, what you like and shit. Um, you can't say one pistol is just better than all the other ones, or, for example, just for that one specific weapon class uh stuck with that i stuck with the uh skull shaker dlc shotgun for a while because it's so small and compact it saves you a lot of space in your inventory compared to the default shotgun uh it's got a wider spread because it's, it's a sawed off shotgun but man it still got it has that punch though still mm -hmm. uh i use the the Bolt action rifle, the it's a Springfield 1903. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I like that you could use the iron sights on it too. It's fucking sick. But um that's a neat feature. I, I switched to the Stingray, which is like the semi-auto rifle later that you get. Uh and retired that. I, I told myself I'd try to play through with the old the uh, first rifle again later. Uh mm. I used the bow gun sometimes, especially especially if I was low on ammo. Uh, you can also use that to stealthily kill guys because it doesn't make a sound when you, sh you know, you can kill people with the bolts if you're good enough. I've noticed I've been getting mileage out of using the rifle from far enough away. It won't always alert them. It doesn't. Yeah. Cause it's like, I guess, cause you're far enough away from everybody. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey. I've also, I lean pretty heavily on the TMP for a while and then you get a, uh, spoiler alert. You get an MP5 later. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's, I love that gun too. Uh, and I use the broken butterfly, and I switched to the Killer Seven later. Fuck yeah, yeah. I, I love the broken butterfly. I was like, I'll play this. I'll, I'll use it later. Um, is the DLC only in like weirdo collector editions or anything, or is it like something they just have or what? No, you could buy it piecemeal if you want. Cool. It, I got a question, like. Where did you hear that rumor? Because like that to me, that sounds like in today's gaming age, I I find that too good to be true that it's coming out really soon. What rumor? The DLC. You said it's coming out like in well, Mercenaries is confirmed, isn't no. it? That's that's confirmed. It's coming out Friday, April seventh. Yeah. But you said something else is coming. Oh, the Ada Wong. Yeah. Oh, uh, that Separate that's been, that's been confirmed. That is DLC. It they was Data Mind, I think. Yeah, I yeah, mean but... well, they they said it was coming out anyway. Oh, so you you're just saying that it might come out soon? Is I said your like opinion? people are unsure of when it's supposed to come out. Some people, for some reason, think it will come out with mercenaries. I've not seen anything to support that. I don't mm. know. Uh, I I don't know. So they're, they're, they haven't released enough information. About Maybe that it's yet. gonna be like remember when Resident Evil Two remake had their DLC and it was just like you could be Kendo, just you know shooting things and it's it's not going to be like that they said it's going to be uh expanded on okay from, from what the original was so 
All right. I, I hope it comes out sooner rather than later, though. I, I don't want to wait a half a fucking year to be able to play that. Well, that that's why I was like, uh, you know, with today's age, like everything comes out like a year later or something as far as DLC. If it's like a month or two, you know, that's fine. I don't want to wait till fucking October like we did for like the Village DLC. Well, not even that. We waited over a year for the Village DLC mm-hmm. that we were supposed to get. I, I hate to be a bitch about that kind of thing, but honestly, after that amount of time, even if I really loved a game, like it's hard to go back after you've moved on. The new DLC is. is out for Horizon, Forza Horizon 5. And I love that game, but I just, I'm playing Resident Evil. Like, I don't really like i'm done with it but i'll go back eventually same mm-hmm. here yeah it's it's kind of tough to go back to certain games for some games i don't mind at all like i'll go back for this when it comes out i just i'm just being selfish i want it to be out now i <laughs> so, want it now now mm-hmm. damn it <laughs> but, uh, that's all i played though really um i watched uh of course wrestlemania uh, i'm not going to talk about it we'll talk mm-hmm. about it later uh i also watched a movie uh the great silence which is another Western. Is that, is uh, that, that's it. Uh, is it Italian? It is Italian. It's yeah. Western. Yeah. I talked uh, about that recently, didn't I? Or am I thinking of another one? Is I it, think you're thinking of a different one. Ah, damn it. Uh, this one's, uh, I don't think this was widely released outside of Europe uh, for a while. It seems to me like it didn't really come stateside until about 10 plus years ago or something. But, uh, it's interesting uh, because the the thing that I saw it in a YouTube video where somebody was talking about uh, westerns. It was a Razor Fist video, actually. Yeah, and, this is the one I watched. Sorry to oh, interrupt. I didn't, I didn't. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I but, talked uh, about it. I don't know, January maybe. Um, in December, Criterion Collection put up a bunch of westerns that all take place in the snow. They're like these are all snow westerns, and this was one of the best ones. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, the, the thing that struck me most about this movie was like the guy Silence uses a fucking Mauser C ninety six, and it's like weird and anachronistic kind of. I mean, it lines up with the timeline because it takes place in eighteen ninety eight. But it's like, it just fuck- would have been like an extremely expensive gun. Yeah how the fu- how the fuck did he get that? It, that gun's only been out for two years. It's only made in Germany. <laughs> yeah, but it's still and it's and it's kind of spits in the face of the because. The, the characters in the movie even say something about, like, that's like the sheriff is like, oh, that's a, that, that newfangled mechanical gun I've heard of. I've heard it's not very accurate. After he just shot holes through potatoes he threw in the air. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird fucking comment to make after you saw somebody do that. But uh, good movie. Uh, it has uh, a, a bit of an unexpected ending, I think. Yeah, big uh, time. Big time. Uh, I like it. It seems like a lot of people really, really, really like it online. I don't think it's that good, though. I liked it a lot, but that ending, it it's it's a lot. It's this is what I was saying, but I don't. I didn't hate the ending. It's just like it's kind of like, yeah, Dubs and Chaz are they're red assed about the WrestleMania, the main event. It's, it kind of feels like that a little bit <laughs> when you watch this movie. An ending, uh, an ending, an ending that is shitty could ruin a movie like it, it could, could. Be liter- it could literally have an amazing beginning middle but once the end happens and it's fucking terrible it, it, look at game of thrones that that's a perfect example fucking amazing until that final season and that ending it's, just it's not like ruined. that it's just it it really does match the tone of the movie in that the ending is just bleak 
It's very bleak. Like this whole thing about man, there has to be good ending. Like honestly, that's generally considered to be an American thing. Yeah, uh, you're the, just telling like, a story. Tell a your, good story. Europeans yeah. don't look at it that way, or, or even the Japanese either. But like, um, I, I've when I saw it happen, I'm like, damn, that's not what I thought was going to happen. And I, I thought about it for a minute, and I'm like, I guess I'm okay with it. If anything, it's got balls to end that way, you know. So read between the lines, what, whatever you will about it. But yeah, it's yeah. worth watching at least once. I think I'm not, I'm not opposed so. to, to not like happy endings or things that end open-ended or right. end in a bleak way. I'm, I'm fine with that. It's no, just, I love yeah. cowboy bebop and it ends terribly. <laughs> it's one of my favorite endings ever of any anime. And it's, it's, it's arguably not even arguably. It is a bad ending. Spike got the bad ending. Yeah, yeah, he, he he did the fucking quick play, and he did all the bad options, and they're like, "Yep, everybody dies, you die, bye." Sorry, spoilers. You had a while. Yeah. I, the last episode's sad, but the episode where Ed leaves is the one that always makes me saddest. Yeah, it's kind of rough when mm-hmm. that, that happens, but um, then I guess this isn't really news. It's just something I've been talking about in the chat like in the past week or so, where uh. This like re- this is about Resident Evil Four kind of, but it's it's more about generally the whole series and something that I've noticed over me being a fan f- ever since the beginning, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when like so this game's come out and everybody really likes it, but now we're starting to get these kind of shitty fucking articles. I'm not gonna make any bones about it. I hate the fucking gaming press. I think they're all hacks and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just they don't they don't come off genuine. They all come off like fucking assholes to me. I don't know. Uh, the 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 hobby used to feel like people that wrote for it and worked in it. It felt like it used to be enthusiasts, people that actually like cared about this stuff. It doesn't feel like that anymore, and it right. hasn't for a while. Those people all moved on. They're all like making podcasts and YouTube shit now. Yeah, but uh, like. Bad articles are coming out, stuff like, uh, and stuff about Resident Evil 4 specifically. Like, one was like, why does Capcom want me to take Resident Evil 4 so seriously, Tony? Like, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, stuff like, like I don't Andy, you like Resident Evil 4 a lot. Does it bother you that it's, it's more serious now? No, it doesn't. I don't understand why someone would think that's weird. Capcom spent millions of dollars on this game. Of course they want it to seem... You know, like they, they want to give it a little bit of 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 I don't know weight to it. Yeah, I, th- I think like it doesn't all have to be goofy nonsense. I realize it's a zombie game, but I mean, I I think that's what Capcom did well with the remake. Is you had people like me, which I despised fucking Resident Evil Four uh, back in the day of of the direction that it was going in, and they won those people back. Like it's kind, of, it's kind of a sweet mixture of like, hey, you could have the goofiness and also the survival, uh, uh, um, horror, horror. There you go, fucking <laughs> stroke again. Uh, that's that's what that's what I don't get. Like it, it clearly has both of those things. That people are like, why is it so grand, dark, serious? Really, is it that? Ser-? Like it's not Leon that serious. Reaches for a key and two blindfolded women strike at him with chainsaws through a wall like it's silly nonsense it's just done in a way 
that feels big and important, but it, it's not, or it I is. Think, it doesn't matter. I, I think it's just journalism in general in these days now. Like they have to find something in the goodness and turn it. No, yeah, that's down. that's a hundred. That's a thousand percent what it is. They said yeah. Resident Evil Four is popular. I'm gonna write something about it that's gonna turn heads and and. You know, that's Zach's head that's, spun around off his spine. <laughs> that's some of it too. It's getting to a greater point I have though about it though. Like, uh, yeah, um, this whole thing where Resident Evil Four, like I remember when it first came out, like generally speaking, uh, reception was very positive for it. I'm talking about the original, uh, and then like over time, like I want to say maybe about five years after it had come out. Uh, people started, people basically never stopped talking about it. It's like one of those games. Uh, you're all, it's always going to come up in a conversation about the, the whole of gaming, whatever you want to call that. Um, and after a while, I noticed people started saying things like Resident Evil 4 is ironic. It's self-aware that it's goofy and shit. And it was smart of them to make an ironic Resident Evil video game and ditch the, the overarching plot, which annoyed a lot of the fans that that happened. Uh, and that's not true. That wasn't their intention. They didn't make a self-aware, ironic, ha-ha game. Uh, it's, they just thought that was cool. I'm not joking. That's like, like Shinji Mikami didn't say, yes, I made this game to poke fun at the tropes. He, no, that was never his intention. Would it, would it diminish the final product if you learned that that is why they made it at all? Not really, but what what irks me about it is like people basically made something up and acted like it was true about it, and it's kind of like fucking brain wormed into like the collective consciousness of like gaming, and people think that about Resident Evil Four now, and it's not true. I'm I'm um, just a fucking I'm a zombie Chad, so like when <laughs> I. When there was no zombies, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. What the fuck? Why is there a fucking alien coming out of them? Like <laughs> that, that whole thing, though, has colored everybody's perception. Some some, some people, not everybody, a, a decent group of people about the series before Resident Evil 4. They think it's all just really fucking silly and shit when not really. I mean, the first game had like the kind of the bad voice acting and all that. But uh, the poor localization. Yeah. <laughs> And that was not, I mean, that was an accident too. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, no, it was played straight, honestly. The whole thing was. Uh, and there's just like, there's just been like this shift over time where like at first Resident Evil, everybody thought really nicely of it. And then after a certain point, they started to turn on it. And then you, you get into Resident Evil 4, that's great. And it's like, oh no, it's ironic. It's, it's fun. It's funny. It was silly. Resident Evil was always silly, guys. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> I don't like that. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's something that always irks me about how game journalists talk about this series. and they, It feels like they misunderstand it. Like they just want to put whatever they think onto it. And everybody buys I feel it. like that's... Sorry, sorry, Dubs. I'll be fast. But I feel like that's kind of what your hang-up, and I, I feel like everyone's hang-up is going to be with it, is if that's what you get out of it and you enjoy the game, that's literally the end of what what it needs to be. Like, if you think, oh, this is a subversion of horror tropes and it's poking fun at cliche, great. But 
then they're trying to say, we all think it's this. This is facts. You guys, this is how the game must be interpreted. That's what irks me. That's what bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. The gatekeeping and all that. No, no, I, you know, some, some people think it's, uh, I guess, a serious work of fiction. Some people think it's just good old fashioned fun. Like, it doesn't matter. If you play the game, you like it, you, you win. I think it kind of reminds me of, uh, how, uh, the greater public or like, you know, film critics look at the horror genre in movies too. It has a similar vibe a little bit where they want to say like, Oh, it's self-aware. It's, it's goofy. And when it's like, that wasn't really those guys intention. They just made a movie they thought was cool. Some yeah, of like, them might have some, yeah, like, I think, Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some people did do stuff like that on purpose, but like, mm-hmm. it, like it's, I'm talking about like at the pretty big movies that weren't really like that at all. <laughs> Like Mando, Hand of Fate. Like I'm pretty sure they're like we wanted to make we wanted to make a fucking scary film and then turn it. Oh no, shit. those guys just failed at everything. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> that movie was a genuine attempt to make what they thought was going to be a cool movie, and it just fucking failed. Yeah, but uh, you know, stuff like uh, uh, I don't know, like the first Nightmare on Elm Street, for example, is not like ha ha ha. Uh, it was pretty fucking serious. <laughs> yeah, that like I really hate when they do that in like horror movies like obviously freddy krueger like yeah he says some funny fucking lines like if you if you're either drunk or high and you watch one of those movies yeah you probably chuckle at what he fucking says but i hate when they take as they went though they did yeah they did uh but i hate when they take a franchise like that and you're just like we need to make it more serious and stuff it's like no that's not the point (laughs) that's not the fucking point I mean, in both Nightmare on Elm Street and Resident Evil, they're trying to apply a blanket statement to something that has like a dozen or more entries. Like, it's that's stupid. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of interpret, like not interpretations, but like all the entries in the series have like distinct feels to them. Kind of, um, you know, some are more serious than others. Some intentionally, some unintentionally. Like the very first one, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, uh, I just don't like it when you paint things with a broad brush like that and try to pass it off as like, oh, that's that's the whole thing. It's like, I don't know. That's like that dumbass shit. Man, Dark Souls is hard. It's so goddamn hard. It's the hardest game ever. Those guys just make really hard games. That hurt and- Dark Souls. I genuinely think that. Man, I should have followed through on, on making that video, but... <laughs> I, I really think like the people are like, oh, that's an identity online now, but I, I really think that hurt Dark Souls in the short term. And then they, it, it not, overcame it, but yeah, not to mention the other thing where everybody wants to say everything's fucking Dark Souls too. Fuck, goddamn, <laughs> I'm done though. <laughs> that's, that that's all I wanted to say. Is I, MLB I don't like the that. Sh- MLB People, the show is a Dark Souls of fucking baseball game. Wh- whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> don't paint with broad brushes. <laughs> just just play shit and draw your own conclusions, please. All right. But other than that, anything else? No, I'm done. All right, Chaz, you are up. What the hell have you been yeah. watching players are doing if you have any news? Yeah, this episode is the Dark Souls of our podcast because <laughs> something <laughs> happened in between and my soul has been taken out and I have nothing left of me. Uh, so I, I've had a lot of shit going on with work and life and I've, I've just been really sick. So I've not done a whole lot. Uh, I like it jokingly in our list of things. I watched the first fifteen minutes of Wally because I've never watched that movie and my daughter wanted to watch it. What? I've never watched Wally. 
Actually, it's funny enough, the first time I watched, I tried to watch it, I fell asleep 15 minutes in. Well, guess yeah. what? Should happen again. I have no idea. I've just been sick. I, I, I slept you didn't for even like, get off the planet. Slept for like 12 hours. That's what my wife said. She's like, you didn't get off the planet. No wonder you fell asleep. I was like, yeah, but I'm sick. What do you want from me? Uh, the little bit of time healthy, I had with the bitch. Yeah, get fucking, healthy, you little bitch. I guess. <laughs> fucking blame fucking crotch goblins I have to take care of for a living. <laughs> Uh, but I anyway, uh, I think I played Overwatch once. I don't know. It was probably <laughs> fun. <laughs> I may have played Overwatch. It might have been a fever dream. I we were know. drunk. We made it up once. I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know if it was the promethazine or if it was Tracer, but I did something. I don't know. Yeah, something time traveled, and it wasn't just me this time. Uh, now, now, tell me you were so sick that you bought like a pallet of fucking Pokemon cards. Oh, this is actually that is a thing, and I'm actually disappointed. <laughs> if you're watching this in video form, you can see that I've been down for a while. I had a plan to use my webcam, like the camera, and I was going to show everybody the stuff I opened because the newest set dropped. And yeah, I got my my ass got a case of of the uh, of the booster boxes on a good deal, and I was like, yeah. And I opened a bunch of really good shit. Prices have went down, which hits on this set. This set is really good. But I was going to show off the, like at least the stuff because of all the secret rares in the set. Since it's a new one, there's like 60 secret cards, and I've opened over half of them. I've opened all most of the money cards, and I've got multiples of actually some of the really expensive ones. But I was going to show them off, but I can't get my camera to work now. It's like being all funky. So shake it. It is what it is. So. Yeah, I'll Twist fix it, it later. Twist Bop it. it. Bop it. Skip <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Rip it. I watched Boruto. I, death. Believe it. Still watching. We'll talk about that later. Uh, hey, what does he say? What's his catchphrase? He doesn't have one. He me. basically, like, everything sucks. So he's like, oh, that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's his catchphrase? That's gay? <laughs> no, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just always really mad, and it's funny, like, because one of the other characters in the show, anyway, his family's phrase, like his dad's phrase, was uh, "what a drag," and now that's his thing. But then Boruto kind of rips on that too and says it sometimes. I'm like, you can't do that, you little shit. Stop taking catchphrases from <laughs> people. Thief. Catchphrase uh, thief. Believe it. Yeah, I don't know. There's some weird time travel thing. He's met like his dad in kid form. I, it's confusing. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, but the the Pokemon stuff, I, yeah, I was like, excited to show off all the the cool things. I, I opened a bunch of those alternate arts, but including like the weird like waifu one, it was like super expensive. Oh, yeah, they'll go up in books. price. Oh, she's so hot! Oh my god! Oh, I'm a Pokemon collector. Yeah, I was gonna say something, but I don't know the age of the person, so I'm just not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a teacher, so I. Guess she'd be of age. She has know, to be an adult. You you could assume, but yeah, I'd be careful. It, I don't it, know, it, man. Po- Pokemon like they send kids out in the fucking wilderness and shit. Like I don't know. It's because there was a war. <laughs> Did you not pay attention in the first? Get out of here with this. We're not doing this now. <laughs> yeah, there was a war. Kids <laughs> just listen, got the worst thing when I asked for it. I had to listen to the fucking race car sh- vroom vroom shit. I had to it listen to Resident like Evil. Five minutes. You guys talked about wrestling for thirty. I thought I was going to die here. 30. We will talk about post-apocalyptic Pokemon. There were no males. There's only you. females. Lieutenant Surge was like the war was crazy. Here's my Raichu. Vroom vroom. And uh, yeah, that's it's it was a weird thing. Kids were doing shit. A bunch so of men elect- died. So is Electro like 
essentially nuclear bombs and shit for the war? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that all works. That's kind of fucked. Just yeah. just Google dumb shit Pokemon Redditors believe. Oh, it's a Reddit. See, it's a Reddit oh, that was some yeah. shit that existed before Reddit was around. Yeah, it was still, but now they believe. No, Andy, I will not. Go <laughs> if Reddit to... was around back then, it would have been on there. Yeah, Andy, no, yeah. I will not go to Rule Thirty Four Pokemon. No, Rule oh. Thirty. It's the Thirty Fourth <laughs> Rule in the Second Pokemon Generation. Yeah, Just look. Be it up. careful there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. If you want the government to look at your computer a little more closely. Uh, follow your hit your history but anyway uh yeah i didn't do much else because again life and, and being sick and shit mm-hmm. but i'm kind of getting better I'm, I'm shooting up nice gooey bloody bombs of mucus it's fun oh jesus uh, well, for a second i thought well, like when you were turning off your camera and like we didn't hear you i thought you were just like puking into like a bucket or something <laughs> oh no no I, I i was i was being all dramatic earlier i didn't actually vomit i'm 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 not doing any of that. I'm just I'm actually better. It's just I've still got a lot of fatigue and congestion and shit. I, I think I've got a sinus infection, but that's uh, again that's you, whatever. You have all the sickness in the world. Your your body's like getting all the sickness. You're gonna be super. Um, You're gonna be shredder. super saying too by the end of next year. I'm pretty sure I'm a if I finish my bingo card, I'm gonna get like donuts for a year or something for free or some shit. <laughs> I, I just, again, all I've got left is fucking, fucking entomins. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get HIV and, and fucking bubonic plague or something. Fuck, so, herpes, goddamn it. Herpes <laughs> now for HIV now. I'm got herpes way back in the day, so we're just dealing with that. But what, yeah. what else? Uh, tetanus. Te- <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope I don't get that. Spinal tuberculosis. Jesus Christ, I hope not. Turn to a fucking Ganado. You'll you'll turn into Morton. That's what he had. Spinal tuberculosis. See, it all went back to the movie. I did it. Full circle. I'm proud of you. Did we all play play Red Dead 2? No. No. I played no Red Dead. Go play. It's so good. good. I haven't played 2. I've kind of been like holding off like one was one of my favorite games of that entire generation. I know I'm going to love two, but I just, when I start it, I want to know that I can like dig deep. You know what I mean? Oh, you're going to dig funny. deep. I haven't played two, but I know exactly why he even said it. And I just want to say why he said it, but I know there was a trigger word that made dubs bring up red dead two, but I don't want to say it because it's a spoiler, was but it you're herpes? welcome. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was herpes. Yeah. It was <laughs> no, what what Zach said, he's, he's, Chaz is right. There's, See, I knew it. I, I knew it because yeah. I already know it's been spoiled for me. But it's it's like ah oh, shit, that's crazy. I, yeah. I I need I really do need to play that game and watch the horse nuts yeah. shrink and enlarge and all that. It's, Bears it's, are fucking terrible in that game. They make me fucking scared. But uh, <laughs> I uh, have no news or anything. I, I again, I'm just chilling. I, I again, cool stuff's happening kind of in my life, but can't can keep it hush hush for now. Yeah. So I'll just hit with the fat. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember, guys, pale rider, pale rider. That's what. Pale. Not the ghost rider, just pale yeah. one. Not yeah. high plains drifter, but if you watch that one, you might get by. <laughs> <laughs> remember to watch pale rider and then come back here. We'll talk about it. Um, this Thursday, me, Zach, and Chaz are going to be talking about WrestleMania. 39. I can't believe 40 is going to be next year. That's that's wild. Um, but anyway, 
Catch us on all podcasts and services. We're also on kick.com. So if you are on kick.com, please hit that follow button, which is JoeDubs35. Or on Twitch. Uh, also on Catch Entertainment's YouTube and Big Trouble's YouTube. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. That helps us uh, get in the algorithm. And I do appreciate that. But I think we'll end it here. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. have a question for the god why